Oh, boys, we are back for another week of SVS Fly Fishing Podcasting, and it is the most wonderful time of the year. It is. I don't know. Uh, do we usually do one this close to Christmas? I don't know if we have or not. I, I do remember playing uh, the Kinks as a as an intro song before. But I know we've done one on, like, New Year's Eve or, like, close to a New Year's Eve. Oh, those are all always great shows. <laughs> yeah. I'm still recovering from Friday. Speaking of that, Jay, you want a beer? Oh my come god! On, I didn't on, want buddy. a beer yesterday. I feel like I was gonna puke. My dad's like, "Hey, you want a beer?" <laughs> he knew. Oh my gosh! My uncle came out and visited me. He could just tell oh, I was a dismal. Uh, he called me. He's like, "Are you coming to breakfast at 9.30? No, I'm not coming. No, only if there's Bloody Marys. Yeah, we had our Christmas party. Yeah, they wouldn't. Le- they wouldn't take me home. They just kept feeding me beers. Imagine that. Fucking assholes. You know where you work. <laughs> I went home. I didn't do anything too crazy or stupid. So thank God. I can talk and make an ass out of myself right here sober, so that's not a big deal. No, you can't. You need to drink. <laughs> how, can, how can you have fun if you don't drink? Oh, that's, isn't that what they say? <laughs> that's what I say. Uh, I guess my my stepbrother is bringing a new lady home this year for uh, for Christmas. And my wife's like, she does, May doesn't drink. I was like, how does that lady have fun? <laughs> and my wife, she she didn't get the joke because she doesn't drink either. She's like, well, I don't drink. Well, how do you have fun? How the fuck do you put up with me? <laughs> She's, you're an asshole. My my big. She went. I heard she had a couple of drinks at their Christmas party. She got a little wobbly, popped up. Yeah. Can I tell a funny story about that? Go ahead. So they came home. It was like midnight, twelve thirty or something. She came home, and I was uh, couch camping with my son down in the middle of the living room. And I don't know if everyone knows, but I sleep with a CPAP machine. She came and like knelt down to give me a kiss and stepped on the hose for my CPAP machine. It <laughs> <laughs> quit pumping air, so just a big seal around her mouth. I was like, <gasps> Ashley, get get off the hose! <laughs> she just suffocated me to death. <laughs> I thought you liked when she did that, just as long as she stopped right before you passed out. I normally do, but I, I like a little bit of a heads up. <laughs> and and I was laying on the same bed as my son, so oh, yeah. you yeah. know. If if we were in my bed and she cut my oxygen fly off, I'd be all for it. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are fucked up. How do you get me to go to these places? Yeah, it takes a lot <laughs> of Next twisting. Next time he sleeps yeah. and we're somewhere, we're gonna set up like Morse code on that thing. Don't do that. Hold I'll on, come. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Just pitch the t- tube real quick. Hold on. Hold on. How many seconds is it gonna take? What do you get? Over under on seven seconds. As long as you don't do a queen beat, you're all right. <laughs> 
So, hey, speaking of that, tonight's show is brought to you by Predator Flagger. Check them out at PredatorFlagger.com. Sims Fishing. Find them at SimsFishing.com. Eric Hooks. EricSooks.com. Tonight's show is being recorded live from the Urban Fly Company studios. Check Mark out at UrbanFlyCompany.com. Yeti. Built for the wild. Queen City Guiding. QueenCityGuiding.com. Ryan's been adding a lot of new stuff to the website. Go check it out. He has it, man. He, Ryan's been killing it, bro. Uh, <clears throat> I'm going to... I'm going up uh, the Monday after Christmas to fish. I just text him, tell him the, the day. So it's going to be a good day. You going to Big River or local stuff? I'm going to the Big River. Cool. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. There's uh, three, maybe four of us going. So it's going to be a good day. Get it in. So my cousin Chris is going. I, I can't wait for that. He uh, he wants an adventure. So I said, there we go. This is an adventure, bud. Bud. It, are you going to have him using a gear rod, or is he going to fish, or just hang out? He's going to use a spinning rod. That's a, Yeah. Yeah, I have a noodle rod. No, nothing easier than that. Yep. Jace is coming. Oh, cool. And Jace is like, does he know how to use a baitcaster? I said, well, Jace I, will have a pin in no time. I don't know. Baitcasting is really effective there. Yeah, he said you can make hero drifts like, like he does with his pin rod. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you set the you set the tension on it right. It'll just... it'll It's just like a pin rod. But... It, uh, I'm. I'm. Guess I'm still having a hard time grasping how you cast twelve feet of line with a bait caster. Wait. Just like, yeah, but just you like still, anything else, I mean, you slip, can slip almost, bobbers too. Almost make a loop and get the pendulum. You know, use a with those oh, kind of things. You could use idea. a slip bobber. So now you're running down the twelve feet, and, and when you but when you reel in, you're only reeling in, you know, maybe four foot or whatever it is. Okay, that's how I would do it. That's how a lot of those guys up there do it. I, Realistic, yeah, there's a big D. You can just flip it over and roll it out there. Yeah, but then again, I don't want to teach him. To cast a baitcaster with a 12-foot of line on no. the side of the Niagara River. <laughs> no. I don't know that you're going to get a slip barber big enough. It's not going to get sucked under there, though, with that much Oh, weight. they make buoys, man. Do they for slip barbers? Yeah, they I've make buoys. I've never seen any of that big Well, on like, them. the ones that the center pinner dudes, they use them, too. You know what I mean? And they have fuckload of weight on. Yeah. Yeah, man. They're, they're running three and a half ounces of lead. That'd probably be the with their little idea. scale, With their little scales down there weighing every ounce of lead to, yeah, they- uh, lead to match the... Weight they have or the bobber? <laughs> they weigh lead like hobos weigh crack. What do they call? What does Jace call them? Grams? No, it's not a. It's not a bobber. Buoys. It's a float. They call them floats. <laughs> Just like we call them strike indicators. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's a fucking it's bobber. A bobber. <laughs> it's a fucking bobber. <laughs> Striking. It's a bobber. You're bobber oh, McCaten. Today is up uh, Ohio's late season rifle or. Gun season for deer. That's uh, why Jace isn't here. Uh, That's why he never responded to any of us. Yeah. He's deer hunting. Hmm. So, uh, hey, listeners, be thankful because we're getting words in edgewise. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, that's how this works? Conversation? Yeah, man. No, it's, it's a... I haven't been here in a few weeks. He get he go on fire for a couple of them. The week that he shot that deer. Mm-hmm. Oh, he was, he was on it. Oh, yeah. He would ask you a question and answer your question for you. <laughs> we had a guest on that week. Fly Swinger. Yes, yeah. Uh, Levi. Levi. Yeah. And he was doing that to Levi as well. He was on it. Oh, man. He was riding high that day. It didn't even take a steelhead to get him fired up. No, it t- took white tail. Yeah. Yep. So, hey, Mark, <laughs> you've uh, you've been getting your guide service off the ground a little bit. Do you, want, you have any stories you want to tell? Uh, yeah, the one with Rick. We didn't yeah, talk about Rick being say, in town how long, yet. How long? Haven't, we haven't even talked about that. No, I mean we we mentioned him being in town, but we you know you were the one who took him out and everything, and 
we could have talked a little more about him being in town and visiting us, but we were kind of waiting for yeah, we to be yeah, it did. Do. That made for like a fun weekend, kind of how everything worked out there. That was fun. He rolled in what Friday, early Friday. Says so like, all right, just like a little pitch in day, and then we'll come back, cook dinner, get all you guys came out Friday night. So we kind of jacked around from shore a little bit and, and moved absolutely nothing. So that night, that was a night, yeah, Friday night, came back, cooked dinner. He really drink. enjoyed that place, too. He's <laughs> like, how the fuck am I supposed to cast here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I told him, I was like, yeah, we're going into this. Don't hold this place against me, but it's interesting. First it's the jungle. Spot- <clears throat> mm-hmm. It's trout fishing for big fish. You know where mm-hmm. you are? <laughs> You're in the jungle, baby. Just picking spots and trees. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yep. So did our thing Friday night, ate, drank. We were merry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was fun. That was a good time all getting together, eating and hanging out. A lot of fun. Saturday was a crap shoot. Uh, I think it was Daniel Whitecapping from Light. And where you went was just a little lake. I mean, yeah, I was trying to get away from... So, I mean, we kind of were in a jacked up scenario because couldn't really quite do the river yet. It was almost there, but it wasn't there. So, it's like, all right, well... We got a massive wind coming, but you can't really do big water. We're just going to, we have nowhere to hide. So we went to Little Water and literally had nowhere to hide there. We fought what we could for us. So listen, just from light till as far as we can go, just fight it here and then we'll kind of go hide. And it didn't take but an hour and a half to blow that out. And then went into a hiding spot, blew that out, and nothing moved. It's like, all right, well, we got two days of crap behind us. We've got to have something coming. And Sunday had a front coming in. And literally everything lately over the last, man, probably about the last month, has been window-oriented. Everything's been like a little window. You're going to get one window of the fish you're going to eat, and the rest of the day is going to suck. And it has been. It, it's also late December. You know, it, it's hard. The, it is right hard. Now. you got to grind. Right now, it's just it's picking them windows and trying to like, all right, well, I'm going here, and we got our window coming here, but based off of where we're going to be floating, and that's going to put us here, which doesn't do us any good. So you've kind of got to spend your time in certain areas and lollygag and some in order to, you know, set the float up in order to get it where it is. Well, this day wasn't one of them because that front was coming in. We had a minor right at the morning, and it was right from morning. We caught a fish at the boat launch. We caught a, a pike. We caught a pike 50 yards from the boat launch. We caught a pike like 120 yards from the boat launch. Then about 200 yards from the boat launch, we had a muskie at the side of the boat. And then about 400 yards from the boat launch, we had a muskie in the boat. Mm. And the muskie here, and for anybody listening that may have some kind of tip that isn't get out of the boat, stand there, and hold it like an idiot. Better idea of how to use one of these stupid cradles. (laughs) I'm done. Because that was... You don't like them? No, that was shit show number two. Mm -hmm. And this one was way worse than the first one. Way worse. So have you been cradling the the hammer handle pike just to uh, get practice? Yeah, I have actually. And that's gone about like just as bad too. <laughs> as well when as they you start spec- to, when they start to barrel roll on that thing, is it well, is that is no, that when you get shitty or what is it? You have nowhere to go in the raft. You have the oar right up into your armpit. So no matter which way you lay, the cradle's always in on an angle. So as soon as the fish hits it and you try to go down, the cradle hits the raft. Well, the thing's you know, seventy some inches long. To reach it out over and do that and stay in the raft isn't exactly an easy thing to do either. <laughs> so it's not really working any which way. 
as soon as the fish gets in a net, you try to at least pick it up, and then a the fish rolls out the back of the net, and it's right back in the water, which happened last time <laughs> and the time before. I'm sorry. So we're flo- – oh, no, this is a good one because you can laugh because looking back on like, I've never been like so – I don't want to say I was mad – or disappointed. I've never been like so utterly disgusted. Like with frustrated and embarrassed? No, not even that. Just pure downright disgusted. Like it was like one of them days like you like didn't even like want to look myself in a mirror at the end of it. And I was like, that was just absolutely disgusting. This thing's getting sunk at the bottom of somewhere. And I'm done with this because this is never going to happen again. And luckily it's December and the fish is good and everything happened good. But we're floating. We like literally stopped. We Got out, took a leak, hopped in the boat. We just get going. My head's down because I'm like shuffling stuff and I'm kind of like working my right oar to kind of like back us up a little bit. And Rick's like, he just starts here, musky, musky, musky. And he's like, musky, musky. And I was like, like I can tell his voice. I'm like, that ain't the same. And I never looked up in the whole thing of any of this. I just reached up, dropped anchor, grabbed it, the stupid freaking cradle, <laughs> got it ready to go. And I look up and the fish is broadside, like just thrashing. I was like, all right. Fish comes in, go to get it, gets in the stupid cradle, rolls out of the cradle. <laughs> is Rick okay. like, get that motherfucker back in the cradle? <laughs> no, and he's actually doing like great with it because it like darts out, gets tight again. He pulls it right back up. Go to get the fish in the cradle. It's like thrashing in the cradle. And at this point, I'm getting mad. So I just drop the cradle, grab the fish, like just reach out of the boat, gill it, hand it to Rick. Pick up anchor. I'm like, Chris, get ready. We got to pick up a stupid cradle. So I pick up the anchor. I start front rowing. At this point, I'm like front rowing like a bat out of hell. And I look up and there's a log jam at like 50 yards. I'm like, this is great. So as soon as we get up, I like spike it. He gets it. I turn the boat and I fire us back to the opposite bank real quick. Set the fish in there. Lay them down and in. It's already like thrashing and already pissed off. I'm like, all right, fish is good. We're good there. And at this point, I got the fish, like, curled in the cradle with both hands on it. I said, listen, I'm going to kneel on the boat, and I'm going to both hands walk this cradle around the front of the raft of you <laughs> and make sure that this thing doesn't go anywhere in here. So got our pictures, did everything, set the fish in. Fish rambled off and <laughs> never so, saw another fish the rest of that day. So you haven't had a fire and gave that – cradle of viking burial yet not yet i was <laughs> so just like i'm like that fish got the brunt of that and shouldn't have and it's fine i mean the fish is perfect i mean it's soon nice as yeah clean, the, nice clean good looking fish too yeah and as soon as like we put it right back in the cradle it's thrashing around in there and it's you know good health never redded or oranged up and what was that one 37 i believe is what it was so nice they're, fish. they're getting smaller for him yeah, <laughs> you got thirty-one inch pike right before that. Oh, nice! That's a good pike. Yep. And we were talking. You you had mentioned windows. We Jay and I were fishing the same day, mm-hmm. and we had a fish move at the same goddamn same time. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Rick put that one in the boat. And yep. Once we put that fish in the boat, we never saw another fish. Neither did we. <laughs> Rest of the day, jinx. And that was Jay. Don't talk. <laughs> that was what an eighth of the way into the float. Yeah. Maybe. Yep. But Rest it was the day. first nice hole we hit, for sure. That's Ooh, cool. that day? The chorizo and egg burritos with corn chowder. Oh, mm. my God. Yeah. Brought the double cooker, strapped it to the top of the Yeti on the raft. So you can cook on top of the Yeti? No. 
Or that that's just where it's stored. Mm-hmm. Okay. I pull over. Yeah, but using the double burner then's a lot nicer. That's nice. Mm-hmm. That we can Except make for when sides. you can't find the little green propane cans because every a hole that wants to go hunting bought every single one of them. You should ask me. I have four. Hey, of don't them. look at me. I have four <laughs> of them. <laughs> They're sitting in my garage. Warehouse sales ended up having a couple. Oh, I went yeah. to like five places. Finally, I went there. I was like, all right, lesson learned. Next September, I'm just going it, to buy like thirty cans. If they don't have it, you don't need it. I have a I have an adapter. I couldn't find them either. They bought them all up. That you can fill the little green cans mm-hmm. from the big uh, gas grill cans. Yeah, I have one have somewhere. Yeah, if you find that, let me know. We'll just fill a bunch of these up. Yeah. So I got a pile of them. Yeah, speaking of propane, I ran out of it, propane at my house last night. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. It, <laughs> thank God it doesn't heat my whole house. It just, that's what we use to cook. But I thought you, you're out of, you can't use wood fireplace either, right? No, I mean, I have electric heat in my house. Oh, okay. But the propane is for my, you know, my stove. So we have like, you know, we're cooking and all of a sudden it's like, Doom. Nothing happens. And like, then you're not. It goes down. It was like a 450 for a minute. Then all of a sudden down 200 and something. I'm like, what the? F-? I'm like, this pizza's been in here for fucking ever. <laughs> the hell? So I had, we had to finish pizzas in the microwave. Oh, it was awful. But you know what? I was hungry and I was tired. And it was late. So. And <laughs> you're still yeah. hungover. <laughs> I was, yeah. I'd spent the day on my parents' couch. You finished pizzas in a microwave. They were they were about they actually had got the bottom crispied up so they weren't too bad it was like the last just it, melting the cheese and the top was just rubber it, yeah it actually wasn't as bad as I thought it was gonna be it was actually edible it wasn't great but I, hey I ate you put worse things in your mouth <laughs> fucking hey <laughs> oh. and I wasn't going anywhere else with it so fuck it these things are almost done we're just finishing them. I'm not going to TikTok to buy heat lamp pizza. I swear to Christ. <laughs> not at 9 o'clock at night. I almost had my wife do that on Thursday night. She got off work late, and I said, like, I'm not cooking. I had that test on Thursday. We got 10 minutes. Oh, cool. Perfect. I was like, I had a test on Thursday. I'm not taking, I'm not, I'm not cooking. She got off at like 830. I was like, go to goddamn TikTok and get heat lamp pizza for all I care. I don't care. Just bring us home something. <laughs> Uh, <coughs> that's it on Friday then. So after he left, um, I was supposed to guide the next weekend after that. Is that this weekend? That would have been this past weekend, not like not not the, not the one, not we're the on current right one now. we're in. Correct. Yeah, because yeah, we went Thursday, Friday. So I was supposed to go, we we're getting like fifty mile an hour winds. So I called Michael. I was like, let's shoot out right now. So whenever I stopped to pee right before we caught that fish, I left my life jacket there. So I was buying another life jacket. Ooh, those yeah. are nice ones too. Uh huh. Have you been back there? Well, that was a thing. Because I was like, I really don't want to go back down there right now. I kind of want to go to this spot since I got you. But kind of want to go get my life jacket back. So we floated down through and didn't see nothing. Life jacket was still there. You saw that. Yep. <laughs> Grabbed it. And in the process, I was like, all right, here's what we're going to do. Because it was ripping that day. And that's kind of why I really wasn't looking to go there in that boat. Because there's no way I was going to hold it with that trolling motor. There's no way. So we worked what we could, and I just kept going and going and going. I went the whole way down to the end because I was told about this little area down there. So as I'm getting into it, trolling motors on 10, and I'm, like, trying to, like, think, like, all right, how am I going to fish this? And I'm, like, looking at the bank and, like, not, like, realizing what's going on. I hear from back of the boat. He's like, hey, dude, do realize that um, we're about 40 yards here from going over these rapids, and we're going backwards 
and like it didn't even dawn on me how fast we were ripping oh. backwards through oh, there. Oh, no. <laughs> we're covering about eh, four or five feet a second with the trolling motor on 10 pointing upstream. Like, yeah, this isn't good. Oh, no. So I ended up shooting it to the bank there and got off and walked all that area. And it looks... Definitely have to put some more time in. I anchored up this past weekend, fished it a bit. Is that where... Uh, you you weren't with us. Never mind. Where Raz caught the big walleye? Yeah, it probably would. It, it's not on the fast side. It's on uh, the opposite side. Okay, yeah. Raz caught his on the on the fast side. Yeah, okay. in, in the water. Yeah, in the on the water. opposite side. Big deep pool with a couple oxbows behind it. Okay, mm. but you're still going that fast over in the that side. Yeah, I wrecked <laughs> it into the bank. Like I immediately cut it to the left. I was like, boom, and smacked it into the side of the bank. It's gonna work right here. And it was like literally like the bank was like wrapped, so I just like stepped right up onto it, tied it off to a tree. I'm like, go lifesaver. <laughs> yep. So like I hopped in, I was like, all right, here's the deal. You start the motor, I'm going directly sideways as fast as I can. Then you get the motor going, I'm lifting the trolling motor or Chinese fire drilling, I'm gonna gun it. So that's how we got back out of there. Do you have a rope in your boat to uh to maybe walk it through some of those rapids like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got my thirty foot rope. Okay. I can just put it over my shoulder. Yeah. If need be, I could get easily get it back up through there. I just yeah. really don't want to need be. Yeah, need be sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking that's of that, how I end up with a new impeller and a new all that crap too is smacking rocks and quicker that motor's going backwards isn't good. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we do have two guests this evening. We do that we haven't mentioned one single bit. Um, Pogo's coming on. Pogo wanted to talk about beginning guide services. He's been doing it for a couple of years. He's helped a couple of guys, and he knows you're in the middle of beginning guiding. And he just wanted to like compare and contrast notes what what it was like for him and what it's like for you, Mark. And uh, good idea. And then Aaron Latera is going to be coming on. He has some new stuff coming out. The dubbing and, master. Yeah, man. And that that dude's crazy. He's actually out Christmas shopping with his wife right now. He's so he's gonna get sit in his car and call her boy. Pound game. Iron Cities. Yeah, pound, pound icy lights. <laughs> Celebrate the Steelers' victory. Nice. If you can call it that. That's the second time in three weeks that the Steelers haven't won, but the other team has lost it for themselves. Yeah, literally all that the Titans need to do is not give the ball up and they've turned the ball over three times in ten plays. Yes. Smart. Yeah. But it was, Would they fumble two of them on snaps? Yes. There's three turnovers and ten snaps. Yeah, no Julio Jones, no uh, well, Derrick Henry's coming back, I guess. Soon. Had a chance to win at the end of the game and twice throw the ball one yard short. One yard short of the first down. Which, Joe Hayden, God Made bless him. make a great tackle there. God bless him, he was an ex-Brown. He was my favorite <laughs> Brown at the time he played there. But he, he did, uh, yeah, it was a good, good play. Yeah, but I hate him as a Stealer. They gave. Oh, did you guys see the fucking spot that guy got? Yes, that was the it most got, horrible call ever. It would have got Sorry. overturned and brought back, even if it was a first down anyway. He was like a half yard short. It was. Oh close. yeah, it was. It, they Fine. they gave him a good spot. No, they gave him a way good spot. Yeah, like, like a uh, yard and a half good. Yeah, we're all what <laughs> the. Back to that real quick, though, before we get the guests on. Yeah, yeah. So we run back up, and I said, "All right, we got like an hour left in this miner. So let's see if these fish turn back on." Sure enough, we get going. Michael pops a pike, see another pike, and then he makes a cast, and it's like, it was weird because it's like, I saw like a, it wasn't like a ripple, but I noticed something like, the, something it different. It wasn't like a shadow, it was like a line, and I was like, follow, and he's like, what? So nothing, just keep doing what you're doing, right about now, and then I was like, oh, fish! <laughs> like, yep, that was one, like, no kidding, I was like, <laughs> it should be about right where he's going to see it now, and then was like, right about now, and then boom, fish appears. He ended up getting that. That was, I think, the same pike Rick caught. It was 31 on the button, too. And really? Mm-hmm. 
Cool. Couldn't have been eight feet from where he caught it that for <laughs> Rick caught it. So like, yeah, it's gotta <laughs> be the same fish. But yeah, that was kinda cool. Uh, popped then it was again. We popped them f- three off the bat there, maybe flew down a little bit further. He got another one. I couldn't move a fish to save my life again. And then it's like literally just boom, shut off. Next two and a half, three hours, never saw another fish. That's what happens when you tie flies for a living. <coughs> no kidding. You, I just you, have to you come to catch your fish. <coughs> yeah. I'm here to help people <laughs> catch fish now. I just got to come to the realization and accept that I'm not allowed to catch fish anymore. I can like. That's out of your repertoire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somewhere right before the beast that hit that like, yeah, I don't catch fish now. I just help people. Yeah, man. That's Works for them. <laughs> it's the best thing that, best thing for your career is for you to not catch fish. Yeah, I suck lately. I can tell you that. No, we're getting fish, just not me. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good thing. That's good. Somebody is, though. At least somebody in your boat is putting fish in the boat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This last couple of days were tough, though. Thursday, Friday were just... Weather was tough. Water was tough. We're just hitting that part right yeah, now. Yeah. We're going to get a nice little window in the next couple of days when the water kind of starts to starts to clear a little. And I got a feeling we're running into the just absolute junk. Because you know what it's like when you get redundant days, day after day after day. Yeah, we've got everything's ten, stale. We've got a 10-day of 35 to 39 with 23 to 27 overnight, and you're going to get the first two days of that that are fishable, and the next seven days are going to absolutely be unfishable, period. Nothing will move. Yep. It's going to be just shot. <clears throat> That's great, because I have so next week off. And... <laughs> I do intend on fishing quite a bit. Let me know. Obviously, since I haven't fished in a long time, besides the two trips Jay and I have done. Mm -hmm. Well, let's maybe go do a float or two. I would be down for that, especially on that leg. I can. I was asked my boss, but he should be all right with it. Yeah, um, yeah. Make sure you fill out a vacation request form, Mm -hmm. and uh, we'll we'll talk about it. Right in the garbage. (laughs) You've been underproducing. Yeah. But yeah, I'd be down for uh for that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like I said, Monday I'm I'm doing the Niagara. Probably Tuesday is going to be a, a recoup day, and then after that I'm good. Well, we got Christmas and everything. Yeah, I'm going Thursday, Friday. Are you talking the week after? The week after. Okay, perfect, perfect. Yeah, that week I'm clear. Yeah, because I'm off the week between Christmas and New Year's. Let's go do that when we're talking. Okay. You guys move that fish out. Yeah, yeah, I'm in. Definitely. So yep. take the stealth down and perfect. Yes. I don't think about it. I'm in. Yeah. Oh, so this last week or this last two days, Thursday, I did. Uh, I took uh, ground bulk, sweet Italian sausage, made patties, cooked them like burgers with some fresh homemade buns and slaw dressing. Oh, my God. They were so good. And then I went and bought this like mini ham and took and shaved it and kind of did like a glaze with it with brown sugar and uh, OJ. Some horseradish on fresh buns, too. Oh, money. Nice, quick, and easy, too. So I shaved everything up. Took a wee little tiny, like the baby thermos. I already had Yoj brown sugar mixed up, ready in it. And this time, I just took, like, a throwaway cast iron enamel pan. Used it. Already enamel-coated pan. Yeah. Perfect. Yep. That's Quick awesome. and easy. Less than a half hour. Cooked up, done. Ate, put away. Ready to roll. Nice hot meal. Nice. I made pork, be- pork belly burn ends, mm. but... uh. I'm going to wait till after we talk to Pogo and, and Aaron to, to get into those. We'll have to think up a fun meal for that day. I have a full pork. not scrabble or anything of that. <coughs> I, I have <coughs> Palumbo's chorizo. I have sausage. 
all frozen at the house. Um, I have kielbasa. Ground or link? Ground. I have kielbasa frozen. Um, Ooh, I know what we need to do. It's winter. The little baby pumpernickel squares. The hard pumpernickel loaves. Uh huh. Okay, you take hot sausage and you cook it down in a cast iron, then you cover the whole top of it up with uh, cheddar cheese, cut them in squares, and you put them on that pumpernickel. It is a match made in heaven. I'm sold. Actually, I think oh, I finished. Grease. We'll probably <laughs> we'll, we'll make it like an hour down the river. We're both gonna be like, all right, we gotta go take a dump and get all this grease out of this. <laughs> but you got baby wipes and TP on a boat for. That's what they. That's what they made them. Oh, for. hey, you yeah. had a little uh, tip the other day, right? Oh, I did. Hey, look, Jace is here. <laughs> oh, he is here. Okay. Um, yeah, I did have a tip. You take your waders when you're going to take a shit in the woods. You know how the uh, the uh, the suspenders go over your arms when you're standing. Yeah. When you sit to take a shit, you loop the suspenders un like under your legs between your legs. And snap them onto the front of the waders like that. I thought you were going to say pull them up around over top of your head. <laughs> yes. No, but, but you snap them in front of you. like So you don't do what I did behind so the you dumpster don't, that day? Exactly. So you don't shit on your waiter straps and and everything like stays bundled up. Because mm-hmm. I definitely shit all over my waiter straps. I yeah. know. 100%. <laughs> I, I fished with you the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're like, what smells like shit? <laughs> what, what? Something stinks. <laughs> all over. That was a bad morning. Bananas in the boat. <laughs> that's that's a brown banana. <laughs> that that day was right up there with a cradle day. Mm. <laughs> All right, guys. Hey, on, on those poop joke notes, we're, we're going to call Pogo. Sounds good. And we are back with Steve Pogo Pike. What's happening, brother? What's up, guys? Happy holidays. Yeah, man. And a great new year. Yes. So, uh, hey, Pogo, we haven't spoken to you in like, yeah, it's been like two months, man. It feels, know, like, it feels like forever. It feels like when I don't talk to my, my cousins. <laughs> I'm like the cousin you never had. You are. Like uh, like I was telling these guys, I was watching a YouTube video today, and the Pogo Pike video came up. I was like, I got to call that son of a bitch, see was how it, he's doing. Was it the workout? <laughs> was it the workout video? It wasn't. It was not the workout video. <laughs> you know, I thought that workout video would have got more traction amongst the community, but uh, you got to pitch it again, man. sense of humor went out the window. <laughs> I know. Everyone's way too uppity. Oh, fly fishermen don't have a sense of humor. <laughs> Should have started on TikTok or something. Or exercise. <laughs> I mean, you know, I wasn't I wasn't really trying to go viral. I was just trying to help my fellow fishermen to get stay healthy. That's all. <laughs> that was before TikTok, anyway. Quote, yeah, quote yeah. B, B, BT before TikTok. <laughs> well, so, go well, ahead, I'm so man. glad you reached out, man. It's good to catch up with you guys again. Oh, absolutely. So we normally have a little bit of an agenda to talk about when we uh, when we call you, even though shenanigans do arise every once in a while. So Great. today we were thinking about. Um, well, since Mark is starting his guide service and you have been a, a beginning guide at one point in your career, yep. maybe talk about some some of the things and the trials and tribulations of being a uh, a beginner guide service. Yeah, no, it's wow. That's yeah, it's a great 
topic and it's kind of uh, ironic that you bring that up tonight because you know ref- i always kind of get a little sentimental and weird at the end of the year like reflecting on the year and you know both personally and professionally and in guiding and you know how the season unfolded and thinking about you know the fish that were caught the fish that were missed the fish that we never saw and you know i've been thinking a lot about guiding um you know as a profession and uh it's, so it's kind of cool that you're bringing that up and the way to kind of round out the year for me personally and maybe if we could help or influence any of your audience out there who are currently guiding or thinking about guiding it, you know it really is pandora's box on this subject and i know we only have about a half hour but you know you guys know me i can talk and i love teaching <laughs> and i love teaching so this is kind of a topic that's recently been near and dear to my heart i mean i started guiding uh what are we 2020 i started guiding about 11 years ago part-time very part-time um on a weekend here and there um through both word of mouth and a local fly shop and then then as the passion grew it kind of turned into more than part-time even though i had a full-time job uh, i was in sales working from home wink wink so flexibility was uh everywhere to kind of accommodate certain people or trips or things of that nature then Three and a half years ago when I, uh, yeah, I think it's been three and a half, almost four years now, I jumped in two feet and kind of built out the Pogo Pike brand, taking like my experience from the, like sales and marketing for 20 years in the corporate world and then watching social media, uh, media evolve, watching what works, what doesn't work, and then just kind of had fun with it to, to when I jumped in with two feet to build out like my brand and, and, and. The, the only thing I want to say before we I kind of pause for a second is like every step of the way, I just thought about like the client experience because I was a client of many guides and I still am occasionally um, and just kind of thinking what they would want to experience based upon what I experienced. Um, and it's really the, the the philosophical version of all this has evolved tremendously where at first it was. I want to put fish in the boat. I want my client, you know, make sure a client catches a fish. I want to be, you know, a hero on social media and not that a hero, but you know, I want to make sure people know that I'm passionate about this and it's something that is near and dear to my heart. And, and then that kind of metamorphosis into more of just like uh, from a, like a, a soulful perspective, like just sharing a day with someone that you either met for the first time or have, guided repeatedly where you're trying to put your heart into that for that person's day because they might be taking a day off from work they don't normally get they might be saving up for a trip i had a lot of young gentlemen in the last two years that were in their early 20s that are just out of college or not even in college and saved a few bucks to go out on a day with me and that's special like and then you get people who travel from a thousand miles away or 500 miles away to come spend two days with you you start to realize that it's beyond guiding is beyond just being like i'm a guide and it turns into more of like sharing an experience with another human that hopefully will build a memory for a lifetime yeah man man and how how long did it take you to from your very first uh, guide trips 11 years ago till now to, to come to that uh, epiphany that you just want to have a good day rather than put fish in the boat and numbers, numbers, numbers. Right. Right. I would, yeah, man, that's a great question. And I would say off the top of my head, probably about six seasons. 
So, you know, six seasons of being out there and then reflecting on that and then getting client feedback, you know, and meeting people at a show going, oh, dude, we went out a couple of years ago, remember? And, you know, like, you know, I just could, I couldn't get over like the experience. And obviously, Pike and Muskie are always freaking once you catch one, especially the first one, it's fantastic. But, you know, I, I and I think I might have said this to you guys before, you know, I get all philosophical, but like people don't always remember what you say, but they always remember how you made them feel. And when I hear that from people, like you just, it was just a fun day. I had fun. You made me feel like confident. You helped me. You worked with me. You didn't get impatient. You celebrated the wins. You celebrated the losses. And like that, that I would say that probably took about six seasons, man. So before the six seasons, what, what do you feel like, what were you giving then? Not that, you know what I mean? Um, what? Yeah, no, I, I think it was, I think, I think you're just more in the weeds in your head. Like you're just in pun intended, I guess. Right. <laughs> like you're, you're more in the weeds in your head. Like, you know, I got to catch a fish and I, I, you know, I haven't put a picture up on social media in a couple of days. Like I hope, you know, oh shit, this guy's got a 40 inch follow and stick it, stick it. I need, we need a photo or, you know, like it's, I think it's a little bit, gets a little bit more ego driven and that's not a bad thing because the ego is what keeps us focused and successful in certain aspects of our lives. But um, I think it was more from the ego versus more from like the whole like overall experience. And now you've totally went the opposite way and you can't find Pogo Pike on social media anywhere. Yeah, I'm on a hiatus. I think, you know, we've talked about that yeah. this past <laughs> fall. Uh, just taking a break and um, not, you know, not having to stare at social media all the time. And I think I've got to the point in my business where my repeat clients are building and new people are finding me through referrals and social media, and my YouTube channel. So I've got it kind of at a good flow where I really don't want more. I mean, I always love new clients, but I'm saying I don't need to like take it to another level uh, financially. Uh, obviously I told you guys before too, Kate and I, uh, we trade the stock market as well. That's our other source of income. So it's a good balance, you know, uh, throughout the year. Um, and yeah, taking a break from social media has been, has been, um, has been good. Um, you know, and, and, you know, there's, there, I'm sure we could talk a lot too, if, you know, if Mark wants to jump in here, like with like kind of getting started, whether it be, you know, you know, like kind of getting the word out on social media of what you're doing and how, you know, what you want to provide to people and what the experience might be like to, you know, how many trips you need a year to kind of pay the bills and, and then, you know, equipment and reinvesting in the business. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of like real nuances and sub subjects underneath all those topics that I, I you know, we don't have the time tonight to talk about it, but um, you know, it, it, it's something worth at least exploring, I've even thought about making another YouTube uh, video on this subject, but that might be a three-hour video. <laughs> I don't have the resources for that. Um, you don't have enough memory and cards. And a lot of and a lot of gentlemen's breaks. Um, <laughs> but you know, I don't know. You know, if Mark wants to jump in here, or you have, you have anything specific, I mean, I could start shooting some shit out. But I mean, maybe we take it from. Like, you know, Mark, what are you experiencing? How are you doing? Well, I mean, I mean, and I don't need to know detailed details. I'm just saying from an overall perspective. Oh, no, no, you're by all means ask away. But I think you bring up a good point there because one thing that, like, you bring up with that is I think for someone out there looking to guide is you've got to kind of, if you're going to do it full time, you've got to be in an area with people to do it. And, yeah, yep. you may have the water, but you need either, like, you have a couple major cities around you. In an area where we live, if you're going to be a full-time guy here and be a musky guy, you are not yeah. going to pay your bills. It's not right. going to happen. 
Now, right. I mean, I have the fly tying to fall back on and other things that I do there, too, to make a side income through the fly business that all works as a whole. But as an area here, this isn't the area you would do something like of that nature. But like Wisconsin, an area like that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, right. depending on what you're looking to do, be smart about it. I mean, if you're going to go try to start up a niche like type fly fishing spot in an area that just, you know, doesn't attract people, it's, it's going to be tough. But if you're in an area right. with a lot of tourists and a lot of people that come there, you're going to get a lot of new people wanting to try it. You're going to get people that are already there vacationing. So take sure. that into consideration going into it, too, I think. You know, it's That's big, a great but, point. It's the old real estate adage, right? Location, location, location. Yep. I mean, getting your name out there is obviously the biggest thing. I mean, I, I went right. into this a little bit different. I was fortunate because I had a pretty decent following from the fly side. That's yeah. you know, It's consistently growing and it's only getting bigger. Well, the guiding's part of that. And there's, you know, the nice part is, is all these flies that I sell, I'm testing on multiple lines. I'm fishing them daily. I'm, or, you know, whether it's myself, yeah. I'm getting feedback daily from people that are fishing these flies. So right. I, I know how they're reacting with different lines. I know how they're reacting with clients. So that's one thing that I've got to learn is I watch a client and the way that they strip a fly. And some yeah. people, some people are very good at adapting, but a lot of people fall back to their habits and they stick with one way. So one thing right. that I've done as a guide and knowing my flies is, okay, this person strips this way. This fly works perfect based off of what we're trying to do right now. Right now I want yeah. a little bit of a pause, but I don't want a ton of a pause. So I'm going to neck down the head size with him because he's stripping like straight strips perfect. But if right. it puts a little bit of speed to it, it's a little off. So then I can work with that, and I know based off of what it is, this is the perfect fly for him to be fishing. And right. I think that makes a big difference. You know, I mean – Every single day of my life, it goes into exactly what this all transpires. So I see it from so many different angles. And, <laughs> yeah. and I think that really helped me because this year, going into the year, to answer your question as a whole, I set goals for everything. And at this point of where the business was, literally this year, I'm, at, I'm substantially above where I thought I would be. And I think a lot of that had to do was based off of people knowing me from before. So I, yeah, I, no, was, I was yeah. able to start my business off on the right foot by having a right. lot of these as already previous customers. But what I'm right. finding is, is all of my clients come in from out of town. I do very little yeah. in my own area. So, you know, I mean, there's a big hole there where you're like you're talking about getting to know, you know, getting your name out there. And that's something like myself is a big hole I have right now is not that I want to be guiding a lot of local people. But there's a lot of people under the radar locally that I'm now finding coming out of the woodwork that are very good fishermen that travel worldwide. And these people aren't much for social media. They're not much all over. But I'll get like a message for some flies or something. And, you know, these are people within an hour's drive that, you know, someone like that would be, you know, great people to have on the boat and show the area to. They're not exploiting right. it, but... The nice part about having the people come from out of town is you're not, you know, overly exploiting the area. And I'm not sure. trying I'm not trying to get that either locally, but I think there's a lot of people that don't know me locally that wouldn't do that that would be a great person to have on the boat. That's great. Yeah, that's all 
very well said. I, location, location, location. The, the cross selling between your well, it's not cross selling. It's you're providing a service. Oh, it absolutely, it's cross selling. Well, absolutely, one hundred percent. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, the, the, you know, I, the, no, you're right. And the, I really, yeah, no, totally. I meant just around the like the, you're providing a service because the flies are obviously we all need flies and mm. um, the, the flies that you you guys tie are just phenomenal. And uh, you know, I have a lot of stories from all your flies that my clients and friends have caught fish on. But yeah, location. And it's, you know, you brought up a good point, too, about the the location and what's available. And I was, you know, uh, Chad and I were talking about this earlier. You know, um, I've actually helped several people that just reached out to me blindly on social media that I never met before, like one gentleman from Canada, somewhere from the Midwest, somewhere down south, where I kind of helped them with like almost a guiding business plan, like 101 business plan, starting with, you know, how much do you need to make a month? What are your, what, 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 what's the, what's your local season for, for the species you want to go after? And then like kind of do a business plan, work backwards. Okay. If I guide, you know, I, I might have 300 or 200 days a year of guiding. And if I fill 75 days at this price, this is how much I would make. Is that something you could, you, you could live on? Is that, are you, you know, are you living at home with your parents because you're a young kid still and that's all gravy and then you can save to buy a house or rent your own place and then kind of work backwards around doing the math, or, you know, cause I think a lot of us, and I, and I was t- saying this to Chad too. I mean, there's so many guides in the country and the world that ha- all have a different story and how they got started. And some people start by accident. Some people like myself start very, very part time. There was one time I literally said to two friends, we were, I never forget we we're out fishing. And one of them was being trying to be a part-time guide because he was just out of college and I said, I would never be a guide. Like, it's just, I, I said, <laughs> and, and even though I was doing it part time, it was just kind of fill a void for the fly shop. And, and I did enjoy it here and there. And then I, you know, jumped in two feet. But, um, you know, it's, it's, you, you know, it, it, can you make a career out of it? But we, I mean, we, what I was running to say was we all start some, it all starts, I think it happens by accident for a lot of us. And I can't speak for everybody, obviously, but I can only speak from my personal experience and the few handful of guides that I know well as good friends and sharing stories and just kind of helping each other. You know, I think a lot of us started by accident and a lot of us just it fell into our lap, so to speak. And it was like, okay, I can take advantage of this. and I love doing it. Um, it's an opportunity that I, I'm passionate about. Um, but again, I think it does come back to, you know, can you make a living doing it or is it something as a hobby for extra cash? Cause I like, you know, there's a gentleman, Adam Franciscini, who you guys might know on social media, you might not, but he, he, I met him here in Connecticut. He was fish uh, trout guiding on who's the Tusitonic river. I hired him. It was a, one of the first guys I've ever hired in Connecticut. This is like 12 years ago. And he guides. You know, he guides in Patagonia in the winter and then he goes to Alaska for four, three, four months in the summer. And then he doesn't then he goes out to like the West Branch here in New York for trout. So he patched a whole 12 months together to make a decent living, like a good living. And it's he is one of those rare guys where he loves being on the water 300 days a year. Absolutely loves it. If you told me I had a pike and muskie guy 300 days a year, I'd probably go get a job at Target because <laughs> it, it, you know 300 days a year is is nuts to me. It's nuts to me, and I found a balance in my personal life of how many days a week I want to do it that I can give it all to my clients and and also make somewhat of a living on it and then like i said i have another business so i patched it together i think everybody's journey is a little bit different but if anybody's listening to this in your audience that's a younger person trying to figure out is this something i could do 
you know, it, I think a lot of it comes down at first of your financial situation, how much you need to make, how many days a week you can really technically guide. And then what you were just saying, Mark, around how do you build that brand and get that word out to the right people? Now, and you brought up a good point earlier, too, was with like making the experience out of it and how like everything's about the experience, too. And I remember like when I right. first started, I had a conversation with you. And you had told me about something that you were doing on the side that you don't really, you know, kind of blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you know, that brings up a good point. I cook every time I'm out there. And, you know, I brought up to another person about it, another guy. And everybody's like, no, you know, they want to be fishing. They, they don't stop. You don't, they don't do that. Do and I'm like, you know what? Screw you. Yeah. That, that's what I do. That's how it is. And it's not right. going to be optional. This isn't going to be like, hey, do you want me to stop and cook for you or you'd rather me do this? No. It's like, here's yeah. what we're going to do. Because at some That's point awesome. of the day, you're going to start wearing down. And as soon as I see that, we're going to stop. We're going to take a little break. We're going to get your energy. We're right. going to get your spirits up. And at the end of right. that, every single person has been on a boat is appreciated. And it's something that I kind of got from like you with, you know, building the experience into it. And it's also, you know, a lot of them people out there that they say it's one of the things where it's like, you know what? It doesn't you don't have to go by the norm. People will appreciate, you know, th other things about the day and take the more experience of it and. And it's worked out extremely well. That's awesome. No, and, and and you like that's the thing is being a you know being a guy or guiding someone throughout the day is you all you not only have to, you have to be their psychiatrist, right? Especially for pike and muskie. You know, there's a lot of people that listen to this that fish all other species besides that. But you know, you kind of have to be part psychologist, part cheerleader, part nutritionist. Like you're <laughs> yep. really because you know you like all of us on this phone call have done this so many times and we know what it feels like at the end of the day when you only had one bottle of water and nothing to eat and you go home with a split migraine and you're just shot or if you have if you book two or three days with a, a client you know you know you need to pace them they don't know that they're there like you know full of piss and vinegar let's cast let's cast i'm like yeah, no sit down 100%. and drink a glass of water here's a hot cup of coffee i just made you to, and then 10 minutes later, they look at me and they go, yeah, dude, that was a good idea. I feel so much better right now because <laughs> we are kind of like crackheads out there. Mark is anything but a nutritionist. He fills all his clients full of sausage and cheese. fucking cheese. Yeah, but, that, but, that, but, but that, that's the fishing, that's the fishing <laughs> nutritionist. That's the right group. That is full of protein. They have a food group for fishing. And because, <laughs> because I sausage. always miss the vegetables, I make sure that it's on bread, so at least you get the carbs and everything well, else he brings in there, too. Canola and, oil. And, yeah. And, you know, <laughs> right. and, and some Russells. Right. And some Russells. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Nutrition. <laughs> and, and Mark, my, my, and, and, and my client, Rick, who's now your client, Rick, um, what's his what's Rick's oh, yeah. last name? He was oh, yeah, yeah, he yeah. was out with you a couple weeks ago. Got a muskie, sure and that's did. the beautiful thing. Like watching, like when Rick came here to me two years ago, going, I'm going to Alaska for Pike. I don't know what the freak I'm doing. He drove up from Maryland to Connecticut. We spent two days together. I taught him because he's a very good listener and a good. He's easy to educate. Taught him everything I know in two days. We had a shitty two days. But, you know, here he is catching big fish at tournaments. He's fishing with you, sticking fish. You're teaching him things. And I think that's one of the – and when Rick caught his that big pike or the big muskie at the tournament, Beast of the East this year, like you should have seen the smile on my face when I saw his post oh. because I feel like I, he was like my child and I helped him get started and then other people helped him. <laughs> and, and his, you know, and then here he is with this huge fish with a shit-eating grin on his face ear to ear. And I'm like, that was so rewarding. And that goes back to what I was saying, you know, 10 minutes ago about that's what it's all about. He, he shows up at the boat launch that morning. He's like, I don't know, man. I, I, I didn't bring the pogo bike at. 
I was like, dude, we went 0 for 2 the last two days. You're getting fished today. Don't worry about that. We'll be all That's right. That's awesome. <laughs> That's so awesome. He definitely made amends for it at the end, though. But now I heard lots of stories and about the big pike that swirled, and there's all kinds of good yeah. stuff there that you know, right. that he brought over and it's you know it's it's nice to hear because i got to hear a lot of them stories myself on the boat and that's that's what makes for a fun day out there right right it's yeah it's so cool man and, and i'm so happy for you to obviously follow each other on instagram and seeing your success lately with clients that's just i i i'm rooting i root for everybody but like especially you guys i was like right on fucking mark that's awesome no i appreciate that so are guides like uh carpenters when uh when they follow someone uh this guy didn't nail that stud in right you know, or uh, that guy didn't teach you to double haul, right? Is are you always critiquing the last guy? Gotta work after terrible carpenters. <laughs> I've never done that. <laughs> oh, I always did it when the I was Amish. Oh. oh, I did that the other night. We were tying flies. He goes, "How do you think it looks?" I said, "Look good for my porch." <laughs> <laughs> looks great for my house. <sighs> that was my favorite saying when I used to roof. Oh yeah, can't see it from home. Nope. <laughs> but yeah, I think I mean all in all, it's been I, I think it's a little bit of a wild ride to kind of get started, but it's been a fun yeah. one. It'll it'll be you know every year is going to kind of be one of them things. We're just going into next year. I'm doing there's quite a few musky shows going on that I'm a part of, and there's going to be That's a lot great. more going on. So I know it's going to keep getting bigger, but you know sure. again, I've got to kind of speak in vain on my side too because I do have the tying business and I got to watch. I can't go yeah. out and, you know, I mean, I can probably max myself out at, you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of 50 to 70 days. And quite frankly, at the rate I'm going, I may max out by the end of next year going into 23. So yeah. I, yeah. I can only do so much if I'm going to be producing, you know, very well next year. I'll probably produce 2,000 musky flies. So I, I, there's, there, I can only have so much time that I can do, you know, both. I had to eliminate some things out there, too, that I want to be doing that I can't do anymore. And. Yeah. So it's it's what time that you know what time I don't have guiding it's on the water preparing for guiding but I've got to watch too as to how many days I I rally up. Well, yeah, you know you bring up a good point and you know I Kate and I often talk about this. Um, she's like my, my psychiatrist when I get off the water. Or I have like a four day or five day run with clients. Um, you know, just like that prep work the night before, the morning of. You know, I know we're on the water with our clients from half a day to full days and. You know, but it never ends like, you know, so anybody listening to this, it's like, you know, you're you're preparing for the next day. You're packing your cooler. You're getting ready. You're making sure you're you got to redo a leader or you have a knot, a fly line or you have to wash your fly line or, you know, yo shit. We lost that fly. That was my favorite fly. I got a tight one just like that. And, you know, it's 1130 at night and you're on the water for eight hours and you're zipping up a fly to look like <laughs> that because that, that water, that pattern worked really well the last couple of days. And you want a couple more of those. So, yeah, it's one of those jobs you do take home. Um, it's not like an office job or any other job you leave, you go home and you forget about it until the next day. This, you know, guiding is definitely kind of a, especially during the season. Um, you know, everybody's season's different depending on where you live in the country or the world, but it's once you're in the season, it's kind of on your mind 24 seven and you're looking at flows, you're looking at water temperatures, you know, okay, I've got these guys on this day, these days, and where am I going to take them based upon these elements of what's going on in mother, what mother nature is providing and where we've been seeing fish. And, you know, it's, it's, it is a 24 seven hour job during the season. Well, and you know, that brings up a good point. Like a question, I actually, I click question I have for you is, 
in like we talked about, you know, feeding people and doing all that. And like my days consist of uh, their full days period. There is no like unless the client says, hey, I need to be done at three o'clock. We start right. at dark. We end at dark. I don't care if that's in the summer and it's five to nine. I don't care what it is. I'm, oh, wow. if well, it's just it's how, you know, if I got to feed you lunch, I got to feed you dinner. If you book a day with me and I'm like a little kid the day before that. I'm excited. Right. I'm stoked. I'm doing like you said. I mean, I'm putting, I'm preparing for food. I'm getting all of that ready. I'm getting everything done. I'm game playing in my head. Okay, here's how the day is going to go. Do I have this? Do I have this prepared? Yeah. Do I have all of this? Do I have this what I need? And I think one of the biggest things that comes back on everything that I do, and I'm looking back on the year, you know, looking going, I'm, am I happy with the year? Yeah, am I happy with the year? Am I satisfied with the year? No. And I think the reason I'm not satisfied with the year is the big lingering effect in my head is what if? And I think that's the big thing that, like, kills me as a guide is them days where are slow. And we are fishing for musking. It's going to be tough. And we're going to have them bad days. But the back of your mind as a guide, you're like, should I have one here? Should I have one touch? Should I have done this? Should I have done that? And I right. think that's what kills me is, like, the end of the day. You know, and, like, this week I had, you know, the, the guy kicked in the face. I did. I had two days where we just got the absolute shit kicked out of us. And it, it just it ate it's eaten at me because it's like could I have done this should I have one here could we have done this I mean we fished our balls off we fished dark to dark both days didn't matter where it was what it is I made sure that you know we didn't miss six inches of bank we smacked every single log six inches every part nothing was yep. missed except for what was snagged in there and still at the end of the day I sit back and go should I have one here how do you how do you deal with that. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hindsight, how do you deal with fishing? Like the, that, the actual decisions that you make on the water um, in hindsight, is that what you're asking? Yeah, exactly. I mean, cause hindsight looking back, it just kills me because it's like, man, could I have done that? I know. Could I have done that? Or should I? And then maybe that's just part. It's, it's there's never going to be a fix for it, but I don't know. Maybe you have, maybe you have a fix your pogo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gentleman's break. I, 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 yeah, I have a, I have a pogo fix. You just take a lot of gentlemen's breaks. No. Um, yeah. So, and, and so yeah, that, that's, that's a great question. And I think that the more, like I heard, a, I heard somebody tell me this years ago, like sometimes a guide, whether you're a hunting guide, this gentleman was, I think a hunting guide, but, uh, and, and a little bit of a fishing guide, but said that, you know, sometimes a guide is only good as the water that he fishes or good as the land as he hunts. And, you know, I think for me, how I got over that, there's a few things. One is, and is kind of on topic, but it'll, it'll make sense in a second. I, I never book a trip with a new client for the first time without speaking to them on the phone for five or 10 minutes. I don't oh, do it over email. I don't do it over text message. Yeah. Right. Cause I, 100%. especially with Pike, pike and musky right because we i really love to um under promise and over deliver you can uh, you can keep a phone call to five or ten minutes uh, imagine that no imagine you that. can't imagine that that's a good point so okay maybe 10 to 15 minutes okay um yeah, yeah hard out in that's four a little minutes. bit more reasonable good call good call good call um but yeah i always try to under promise and over deliver and set the expe expectations properly because for me specifically as a guy that's pike and musky and it's it could be completely unpredictable even when everything on paper lines up so there's that aspect of things so they know what to expect going into it mark and then i think the second half of your question is for me because i believe me that question you posed and the just the it's not even a question it's more of a theory or how do you know how do you look at this right and and every guy that's been guiding whether it's a day or 10 20 30 years thinks of this very 
topic. And I think for me, what's evolved and, and is, and again, I don't have an exact answer or an exact science that this is what you do and this is how you handle it. But for me personally, the way it's evolved is um, as I get to know my waters better, as I get to know the times of the year better, as I get to know um, these fish better, which is never going to happen to the fullest, but we, we could try our best to know the fish that we're hunting um, the best that we can with confidence. So as long as my confidence level, well, my confidence level has evolved. So because I've been doing it so many years and covering the, these waters, these you know specific waters for so many years, that I know we're going over fish because I, from history and experience, I'm going through a stretch of river or a section of a lake um, that this time of year, because of these conditions, these water temperatures, this, 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 and this, I'm, I know the fish are in this general area, whether they open their mouths or not, or decide to attack our fly, that that's kind of on them. And that's helped me sleep a little bit better. Um, looking back at that, you know, and, and knowing that I'm trying my best as a, as a, a non-scientist, I'm trying my best to put all these variables into the equation to make a decision where we're going to go that day or spend those two or three hours on a certain time of the day because of history um, and because of what I've seen over year over year. So I think it just comes down to confidence of that experience to say, I know I'm, I'm putting everything in our favor that I possibly can to make sure that this happens um, for us today. And unfortunately, we have clients that come with us once and never come back. Um, and then we have clients that come multiple times. And you know, I think the most pressure is when you get a newbie and they really want to hold one of these fish. And that's, you know, that's, that's where like, you know, Pac-Man starts going off in our head, ding, 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 you know, you just, you get like rattled a little bit, but uh, that, that's what I try to come to, to kind of settle myself. And then when I get home at night, look myself in the mirror going, did I lay it all on the table? This, you know, it, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming like in this situation, we didn't catch a fish, right. Or didn't see a fish. So those are the days where I, at least I can look myself in the mirror going, I know I did everything that I humanly possibly know and learned over the last 12 years, you know, 12 years or 11 years of guiding, or even the last 15 years of fishing for these fish. I try to put everything that I could into play to make those decisions. And if it doesn't work out, then fuck that, you know, mother nature got the best of us. Yeah, you know what? I got this one client this year, and he's 100% on it. He books back-to-back -back weekends, and he said, you know what? He goes, based off of everywhere I've traveled for muskie and everything I've fished for muskie, he goes, it's typically one out of four days you catch one. So yeah. it's having reasonable expectations. I mean, we're not fishing for smallmouth. If we're fishing for smallmouth, right. you can book one day. If you're yeah. fishing for muskies, yeah. give me two. If you give me two, I got to, you know, I'm confident every day that I go out there, you're going to be on fish. But two, you've got a doggone good possibility. But someone coming right. in with reasonable expectations, yeah, I mean, they're you know they're not leaving disappointed. But at the end of the day, I think I'm the one that's disappointed. You know, that, yeah, that, that's where it's yeah, like. We put a lot ah. of, I was yeah, just here the last you know, week, and I you know two days in a row we smack fish, and then all of a sudden a couple of days later the water's perfect, and they're doing nothing. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. I bite my I bite my tongue a lot when I'm on the phone with a client or we're getting ready to book a trip and it's like a last minute thing. I'm like, I want to say to them, "Holy shit, the last two days have been phenomenal. Like this should be pretty good." Yeah, that means it's a death sentence. That's a death sentence. Yeah, they should know not to come after yep. all that.
Yeah, literally, he's <laughs> like, how's it been? And I was on the water, and I sent him a picture. I said, literally, just put one in the net. And then, yep, yeah, that was my death sentence for the next trip. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and we want to talk about superstitions. I don't know how many you've built up so far, but I've got about 100 already. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not nearly yet. I, just getting just getting them under my belt now. You got to twist the yeah. door handle three times before you leave the house. See, the, <laughs> the nice part is that we we're fortunate for here is we do have the pike intermingled. So even if the muskies aren't firing off, you tend to do save the day. You know the the pike. You do tend to get some pike throughout the day, and then you know, when it warms up, you get some big smallmouth. So yeah. there is some saviors in between for you know keeping the clients you know entertained. And typically with right. a musky fly, you know how that is. You get a small yeah. one, it's going to be a doozy, and it's typically a pretty, yeah, yeah. pretty decent pike, too. Right, exactly, exactly. And that's the thing, you know, bite catches, like, yeah, great point. Bite catch saves the day. And I've had pike trips that literally, well, I think I might have shared this story with you real quick. This past March, I had two guys up from New Jersey for two days. And it, it was, we had a normally warm March. Like, the water temperature on March 25th was in the high 40s. Crazy. And the pike were just, they were just, they were sketched out. They're like, they, they didn't know if they were spawning. They were not spawning. Was the spawn over? So we, it, the two days after the first day, like three quarters way into the first day, the rest of that day and the next day turned into a smallmouth trip because we were catching 16 to 20 in smallmouth back to back, like for hours. I mean, not every cast, but like we caught 15 smallmouth in a day that were all like the 15 that well, we caught more than 15, but there was 15 over 16 inches, handful of 18s, handful of 19s, a couple 20s. And it just turned into a smallmouth trip. They're like, we're like the pike are just effed right now. Here's why. Here's why I think let's just shorten our flies up. We, you know, pike will still eat this, but you know, and these guys were like, this is awesome. No, no worries. Like we're smashing. There's like, this is like world-class smallmouth. We never expected this. We've never done this. So, you know, they're like, they were calling me Pogo smallmouth that day. <laughs> Can't beat that. New branding. Yeah. They yeah, fight better awesome. anyway. That's awesome. But it's you know, it's it, you know, the whole guiding thing is a loaded subject. It's 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 an awesome subject. It's um you know, I know we gotta wrap up because you guys have another guest coming on at seven fifteen, which I think it's seven sixteen. Um <laughs> But, you know, if anybody in your audience wants to reach out to me on Instagram, Pogo Pike, or my YouTube channel, Pogo Pike, um, you know, feel free to reach out and if you want to have any discussions about guiding. And, and I think that maybe we should park this conversation for the future and have a little bit more in-depth one. Absolutely. Thank you. That sounds great, Pogo. And, and if anyone wants uh, wants to talk to you, I'll give your phone number out to anyone that messages me. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> Ah, that's great. No, yeah, you, 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 everybody knows just Pogo Pike on Instagram is probably the easiest way. But um, it was so good to chat with you guys, man. I'm not. I mean, I'm not trying to cut you short. I just know that sometimes I have to be the timekeeper in these conversations, um, which which is totally understandable. It's a damn shame when that happens when when the guest is the ringleader. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you I got my corporate world experience. Talk oh, to you. Time's over, guys. You got to promise next time you're not going driving past that Youngstown exit. Oh, I know. I know. I know. I actually have a great story about that whole trip Kate and I did back, and, and we stopped in Youngstown. We stayed whoa, over, whoa, but, whoa. We'll, we'll save that for the next run. 
Yeah. Well, th- so Jay, that was like four years ago. I didn't even really know you guys then. I maybe I don't even think I did a podcast at that point. So, or maybe I did. I'm not sure. But I just got to know you guys. I didn't know where I was. I was on musky waters for 45 days straight. I was seeing double and driving, you know, 30 hours back to Connecticut. So, uh, but I, one of these days offline, I'll tell you guys a funny story about that. I don't think it could be shared on the air. <laughs> yeah, what happens in Youngstown is not arable. It doesn't matter what it is. <laughs> well, you know, it, it's funny, though, because every time Ohio Youngstown comes up, like, on the news or someone mentions it, Kate and I just look at each other and giggle. Uh, Mur- so we'll, Murder capital we'll in North, Carol- or, uh, North, North America. North, North Carolina. <laughs> yeah, buddy. So. Yeah, plenty of people got yeah. us beat now. There's other cities that shine bright. Yeah, oh, yeah. 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 We, we lost that. Yeah, we, we lost our title. Yeah. <laughs> so, we appreciate it, Pogo. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, thank you so much. All right, guys, you guys have a great Christmas and New Year and whatever you celebrate. And uh, I look forward to, you know, keeping in touch and working with you guys next year. And I do have to say, you've got one of you guys have to come out and fish with me this year. Like somebody, please drive out. Like, and and if I can make it out your way, I would love to do that too. But you guys owe me a visit. I know, man. I I tried my best last year, and it just I know, I know, didn't happen. (laughs) COVID and life in general, right? So we'll figure it out. All righty, man. Hey, you still good for a second Sunday of the month for uh, coming into twenty twenty two? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. This this winter, like Sundays are fine; they're perfect. All we'll, right, we'll talk to you next year, man. Let's go for it, man. Yeah, have, yeah. We'll talk have to a, you later. Have a good good uh, New Year. Thanks, Jay. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Chad. Later, bro. See you. All right, bye, guys. Sixty. I woke up this morning. I said, you know, instead of waiting for a good day to happen, you know, waiting around through ups and downs, you know, I, I just said, look. And we are back with Aaron Latira from American Tide Flies. What has happened to my man? Not too much. Uh, uh, been pretty busy. I, uh, I was watching some of these. Um, What's well, a trilogy? It's a uh, uh, kind of fly fishing related. It's um, I don't know if you've ever heard it. It basically what happens is there's there's like this old man. He shows up at this uh, midget's door. And he gets these other two midgets, and they go Tenkara fishing in the mountains. Is it Dwarf it's, Goes uh, Fishing? <laughs> no, no, it's the Lord of the Rings. Oh. <laughs> it's the Lord of the Rings. It's, that's about Tenkara, Tenkara fishing with an old pervert in the mountains. So Sorry, I've never seen it. <laughs> <laughs> this is start off just how I hoped it would. <laughs> uh. So, Aaron, uh, Jesus Christ, besides watching two midgets and, and a a gnome go tankara fishing. What's been happening? Uh, not too much. Um, I upgraded some of my equipment lately. I'm going to more commercial, more commercial type volume. I'm going to be able to put out with my dubbings and everything. I've got a few new dubbings that are probably going to be coming out at the uh, beginning of the year, maybe January at some point, like maybe into like the 
first few weeks or, the, you know, towards the end. I, I'm not exactly sure yet. I just got to work out colors, every worked out mixes and everything. So I, I have a quick, quick question before we get into any important stuff about your dubbing. You had mentioned your uh, your brand D's Nuts dubbings. Oh. Um, <laughs> but I know you sell a lot of dubbings overseas. Yes. So what what goes into translating these nuts into Swedish or Norwegian or wherever you're selling the dubbing? Well, to? the these the they don't carry the these nuts over there. Oh, um, that's a shame. They don't. <laughs> they don't. You know, and and um, I had over here, over here, um, nobody's ever complained. Like some of the shops that carry it, one shop did. They just said they had older people and asked if I could just put like luminous squirrel, which I didn't have a problem. Can I guess but, what shop um, it is? <laughs> I, I guess you can. Yeah, you could try. Is, is it the local shop to in, in between where you live and where we live? No, 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 no. That's not that one. Oh, okay. He doesn't, he, he carries the other glow in the dark. He doesn't have the D's nuts. So what goes into D's nuts? <laughs> <laughs> that's what she said. I hope show you. <laughs> oh, um, like we said, that was a yeah, serious gotta, question, man. I mean, from Super on. Troopers, you got to say bend over and touch your toes. I'm going to show you where the wild goose goes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to butter your but, um, bread. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, no, no, it's it's funny because um, uh, one of the shops uh, I'll probably mention. Oh, I'll mention um, uh, Caster Shop, Dave Highs. Yeah. Uh, we we've had conversations that last like probably an hour, like back and forth. He'll be like, when you order stuff and he carries these nuts and I'll get a thing saying these, these nuts. And I'll be like, Oh, I bet you couldn't wait to get your hands on these nuts. And it's just like, it evolves from there into like, it evolves from there into like as much as possible. Like then my wife will see my phone and she'll be like, who are you texting? And I'm like, oh, this shop, I was doing business. And then she looks on there and there's like an hour of talking about these nuts and balls and whatever else. It just, and she's like, what is this? I said I was conducting business. L- ladies just don't understand. <laughs> You're, I'm sure your wife is, uh, you know, she's married to a 15-year-old child just like the rest saint. of us. Oh, yeah, you know. You're only 15. Oh, yeah, 17. she's like... I'm like a, I have like a fifth grade mentality when I create dubbing. Cause I'm like, oh, I'll see something really stupid. I'm like, that I have to make that. I don't even care if I only sell one of it. I'm gonna like, it's gonna be there. So you definitely come up with the name of the dubbing before you come up with the color. A lot, a lot yeah. A lot of times I'm like, oh yeah. Or I'll, sometimes I'll have an idea for the dubbing, but then I'm like, oh, what would fit this? Or sometimes I'll just, even if it's just a color name. Just like with with like the D's nuts, I um I had to I, well, I was sitting there like probably longer than it took me to actually make the D's nuts. I was sitting there with a a pen, and Google is everybody's friend. So I type in you know other names for balls or whatever else, and um <laughs> it gives me it gives me a list, and I choose the best that I like. I think my favorite one was Majesticals, the Majesticals. <laughs> So what you color, know, and it's funny. What color is Majesticals? It's blue. That's it's horrible. blue. The yeah, blue balls, like emerald, Majestical yeah, blue emerald, balls. Emerald greenish blue. Well, the the Majesticals <laughs> sound like they hurt. Yeah. Especially when they're uh, blue. Oh, yeah. I mean, 
Some of them, I, you know, most of the names I knew, but some of them are like, wow, that's great. I need that. I, we have a ramrod. Like expanding the school. You know, when I was in school, they didn't teach me these things. This is this is real world knowledge. So, I need to know slang for balls. So, do you do a like a reverse Urban Dictionary search? Yeah. Well, yeah. Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. But like I said, a lot of times I'll just hit Google and I'll I'll see what it is, and then. If I can get something that comes up with a huge list of things, you know, and that's where I pull the color palettes from. So, you know, and I, you know, I tried that one time with like, I have Mogwai files. It's like a synthetic, and it's, it's like a real buggy synthetic. And I was like, oh, you know, Mogwai is like gremlins. You know what? There's only two goddamn gremlins with a name. Everyone else is like Gremlin 1, Bat Gremlin. I'm like, what the hell is this? So I had to just pull from other. I mean, they don't even match. And then I don't even, I never even add Gizmo because I'm like, what the hell's the point now? What what color would Gizmo be? He'd be like black and silver. He'd have to be like a brown or something. Yeah, I don't know. He'd be like a brown white mix, like a real yeah, natural. Yeah, probably something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Cream, cream, like and brown, nothing, dark brown, so and just, cream. Yeah. Yeah. So. I pulled weird names. They're not even like, there's like, they're, they're not a single one is like a gremlin name, but like I was like, oh man, they have like two movies. There's got to be like names on there, and it's like screen thing, and it's like gremlin one, bat gremlin, whatever gremlin in movie theater. I'm like, Jesus Christ! You you should definitely go down that that hallway and name your uh, a line of dubbing that because it would be funny. <laughs> gremlin three, that's the best color. You gotta get some gremlin three. One shade, <laughs> a barely a shade off from two. So what's, yeah. what? You, what you was say, last... Well, you say you're you got the up, upgraded equipment and you're adding a few different flavors to your dubbing. Explain a little bit okay. about it. Um, what I'm doing is uh, I do a lot of the long fiber stuff. I have a bunch of different dubbings, but the Magnum dub is the long fiber stuff. But there's a new one I've been playing with. I got the mix worked out the other day. Like Jack, just the ratios of the fibers and everything. I have to work on dice still. What it's going to bring is it's going to be the same length as the Magnum dubbing. It's going to probably be around four to five inches long. And it's going to bring some water resistance. The uh, bulk of the fiber is water resistance. It's going to be coarser. It's not going to be like too coarse, but it's going to be coarser. And there's going to be some some translucent, um, shiny stuff in there too. It, it all blends really nice. And it, it, what it makes it is the, like the texture, like the... It holds volume and it's more water resistant, and the texture is is a lot coarser. So I'm thinking that you can use it sparser, like a sparser amount, and still get volume out of it. That is what it what you should be able to pull out of this. So what what's your target application? Is someone going to want to put this in a dubbing loop and then pick it yeah, out? Yeah, what make I'm a thinking head? is because I put the Magnum dubbing and it's really soft and it's 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 all right in a dubbing loop. But um, I'm thinking like like well a dubbing brush I should say yeah I'm thinking these you could use this probably more in like a dubbing brush where I don't think it's going to soak up as much water and add as much weight you could actually probably even like wrap it up for like some like game changers if you wanted to put it in a brush um, a loop I mean you could probably stand alone put it in. Tied into like just a single like minnow fly, like if you want to just like you know just simple stuff, like if you want to just do single hook, almost like um, almost like the like the how they tie laser minnows or just just a basic 
bayfish. I mean, heads on flies too. I'm thinking. So it's just something that can be like a like EP type fiber, a SF, yeah, it's gonna a, be yeah, S- something. SF it's something. Or... Yeah, it's gonna be something tight. It's like, it's gonna be kind of like that, but it's gonna kind of have sort of an EP type feel, but it's not gonna be like like just like that EP is. It's got. So like you know, a heavier, crank, cranklier, more type, uh, like yeah, a, like an SF, but a little thicker. Yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be, it's almost like my stuff, but it's gonna be court, like the Magnum dubbing, but instead of being so soft, it's gonna be coarser. So is that something you can almost with a length of it, you can damn near almost reverse wound that. Yeah, you 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 probably should be able to. That's kind of what like you keep talking about this. That kind of what I'm thinking is like I'm holding a fly right now that I'm going to start doing a lot more of, and essentially what is it's a like a, it's like a GT brush fly. It's five yeah, inches. Okay. It's, it's rooster um, rooster tail, flash bucktail, and then the heads a wrapped head of um, SF blend, and then eyes glued on. Yeah, you sh- you could be you should be able to use it like that. Like I said, it's a it's coarser. It's got more water resistance. Whereas the Magnum W is softer and it soaks up a little bit more water than than this would be. This is actually, yeah, it's gonna and it's gonna add a little bit more volume, so okay. you can actually use less to get a little bit more. Yeah, I have to give that a shot too. It's like that sounds interesting. What, I like it. You, uh, I'm almost curious to see what it does. It's like a whole body, like reverse winding it. Do you have a any sort of date on when you're thinking that is gonna be coming around? Yeah, I'm. I'm trying. Well, I'm shooting for like. The beginning of this new year, I've got a lot of stuff. I've, you know, like since I just upgraded the equipment, because the, the stuff I, I should have upgraded like a year or two ago, because I was just getting buried. Like, so what I'm trying to do is knock at least most of what's on the plate off, you know, what I'm filling right now at the end of the year, and then I'm going to slowly add some colors in here. So I'd like, like, the, like not too far into January to actually at least to have a handful of colors and have them ready to be offered so so we'll go meet up at edwards and have some wings and check it out yeah <laughs> i'd be down for that they want to feel your brush aaron's more of a permanence kind of guy uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> could do that <laughs> so what i what colors you plan on you know i mean if you know mine well what, what i'm what gonna come out color, well the, the colors i think i'm gonna do obviously i'm gonna do some price some some naturals like some base like like some, uh, I don't know, base colors. I'd probably do like a minnow, like or like a like a light gray type thing. Obviously, like a white. You know, some of your base colors. And then I'm gonna I'm gonna see what other ones I want to add with actual, like maybe a black with an orange or red or some some other stuff end end in there like the secondary. I'm gonna do a lot of mm-hmm. yeah. I'm gonna do a lot of dyeing of like the secondary stuff that goes in there. So- um, some of the other fibers. So, you know, on top of whatever I do. So, I mean, there's going to, I haven't exactly figured out yet, but there's going to be some of like the, like, like everybody has like the main colors, like your base colors that you use, like your whites and your, your darks, you know, your blacks and stuff like that. And then variations of those. And then I can go as crazy as I want because I mean, the Magnum dubbing, I have it available in 61 colors. And if I'm using a portion of my Magnum dubbing in that, I mean, I mean, I could go, I could go as nuts as I want with it eventually, but you know, I don't want to. I mean, I want to get a good start, but I don't want to like bury myself like crazy after like three hundred colors or something. So, are you even moving away from balls to like vagina for naming of this one? 
I haven't. You know, I haven't Let even do the white know, first. I don't even have a name yet. I don't have a name yet for the for the dubbing yet. I, I've been thinking. That's why I've been working on the other stuff, and I've been trying to get a you name. Just call it the new Fiverr, man. You don't. You don't got to get all crazy or not. Yes, so, he does. <laughs> so old old men could still buy it. Well, you know, once 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 I get the a name for something, like it'll just flow, and it, the stuff will flow. It, I'll just think that this is, you know, the the fifth grade mentality will just take over, and I'm like, oh, you have you know. to do a blend for Chad, and it has to be kind of like a creamish, like darkish tan with a dark brown in it. It's got to be called the, okay. shaved, the shaved Beaver. Yes. Yeah, because every time he sees a beaver on a river, he goes, "If I ever see a beaver, if I ever catch a beaver, I'm going to shave it." <laughs> well, I don't have to do that. Like I said, I I did stuff not too long ago for um uh for Bent. I did their their contest, and I created some crazy. Co- well, actually, they were like variations of colors I do, but I didn't make them available for anybody. It was just for that that type of like promotional thing. But um, it's no. not a problem to create colors just because. I do it all the time anyway, so that bent uh giveaway went over really well I thought. I, I listened to it and uh I definitely tried uh winning your uh your dubbings as well. How- yeah, I got a bunch of stickers now. Like I when I did it, because like when I did it you couldn't like um you couldn't I, I had to get like when I had the stickers made I had to do like at least twenty five stickers of each one. So I still have like bent stickers laying around. So if they ever <laughs> Either that, or I'm just gonna start sticking them on shit. Yeah, stick them on every uh, every stop sign in Newcastle. Yeah, I'll stick them on every stop sign. They're like, "What is Hefe? What what the hell is Hefe? Bent Hefe?" <laughs> so, um, if you do make a a bald beaver color, it has to be yeah. all clear fibers. <laughs> Did you say bald beaver? Yeah. I thought it was shaven beaver. What, shaven what beaver. It? it has to be all clear because. Because there's no hair. It wouldn't be there, right? Yeah, all, all lucent. I'm just saying. Yeah. See through. I just, It'd make I just, it good. I just put the sticker on the bag and it, just sell empty bags to people. There you go. It'd make a good mice of shrimp. Magic fucking. I'm going to do uh, uh, Risen. I just was in there the other day at Ryan's shop, and I'll just uh, drop it off dubbing. I'll just give them a bunch of empty bags and just call it, you know, Shave Beaver and just uh, <laughs> it'll be empty. I don't, I don't know if he would get the joke, would he? Yeah. <laughs> After a bit. So, how we many different styles of dubbing do you make right now? Uh, let's see. I got, I got the Magnum. I got the uh, Magic, which Magic Dub is just basically like a laser dub size. Um, it's it's the same as the Magnum. I just make it really short, like about an inch or an inch and a half. So, I have Magnum, Magic, Mogwai Fuzz. Um, these nuts. I'm trying to think what else. Uh, the luminous. Uh, what was it? Uh, in, in these what? Nim- when I have a glow in the dark one, I can't. I can't think of the name. <laughs> uh, are, are these mainly like a majority of these streamers, nims, dry flies? Uh, well, the magnum dubbing is like the streamers, and then a lot of the other stuff is the shorter stuff. Like the the mogwai fuzz is really short, buggy stuff. It's like a, a natural synthetic. Couple like a, naturals like a and then a synthetic stuff. blend. Yeah, it's it's like yeah. s- smaller, really buggy stuff. Um, and like the the magic is more of like a, an inch and inch and a half, like a like a laser dub type. Anything you use like laser dub in that size type thing. Um, I got a question for you. 
Yeah. You saw the Golden Stone in Magic dub? Is that yeah. also in uh, Magnum dub? You know what? I don't think I have it on there. I can add it, though. Yeah, man, because that is the best for smallmouth heads is the Golden Stone. Yeah, I can add that. That's not a problem to add. It's just... Yeah, man. Me actually just changing it, just adding it into the thing. Then I'll have sixty-two colors. Then, if you want to, uh, if you want to make a run of that, I'll buy seven packs. Yeah, you. Can, you <laughs> yeah, I'll just. Yeah, I'll make some up. I'll, I'll add it. You could call thing. it the Beaver, for Chad. <laughs> but leave it to Beave. But but for real, that color, the Golden Stone in uh, yeah, the Magic Dub is it, it's just just a sea hair too short. I would say. Yeah, yeah. See, it's um, in, yeah, it's um, in technical terms. Yeah, that was what when I started doing it. That's what I I, I made yeah, some yeah. of that. Like I think everybody, yeah, like when they when they delve into dubbing, like when someone delves into dubbing, that's what they do. They make make something similar to laser dub, shorter laser dub stuff. So and then I got into the longer stuff. And it, what is the difference between your dub and laser dub? You uh you have synthetic and natural fiber in it. No, it's just, it's all synthetic. It's just it's just uh. I have a lot more colors. Uh, I am not exactly sure what fibers they use for labor, laser dub. I think it is. I don't know if they're exactly the same type of thing. Uh, I, I mean, they're probably close, but um, I, I know that uh, I have a lot more. You know, I don't like the. I'm not gonna. I'm not knocking it, but some of the stuff is not as consistent in yeah. the, that dub, like with length of stuff. Yeah, I mean, they got good colors and, and it's good stuff, but it's it's doesn't seem to be as consistent which is i mean when you're on a commercial scale like that i mean a lot of times it's probably just you know stuff Quality you know control. it is what it is yeah. you know yeah that's even with a like ice dub and stuff the different colors all have different texture yeah it's different textures it's weird um i noticed some of the stuff that i do too even with like the magnum i mean it's all pretty close but like there's a couple things that like i don't know like the colors when, when like the one color, the one dyed color, it just has a different feel. I don't know if that's the dye. I mean, it's the same material, but it has like a different feel. Like some of it, it just feels more puffy and other stuff feels more like almost like a flatter, like, I don't know. And it's the exact same material. I just don't know if it's the dye or whatever that does that, but certain things from certain colors and stuff, it, it just, it feels different. A few, on a few, not everything, but a few different things. So when you do dye materials, how long do you have to let them set to dry before you can go about doing what you need to do to make them into dubbings? Um, I, you know what? I've been um, – a lot of times if I – sometimes I'll just let them – if I have a lot of time to let them dry, dry out. But I've, I've seen a thing too um, that I've used before. Uh, I bought like a dye book a while back. It's like – I don't know if it was AK Best Dye Book or something and – you can actually put stuff in like, even with feathers and stuff, they put it in like pantyhose and stuff like that. So it's not just blowing all over the place just because, you know, you really can't just like blow dry, like especially finer fibers like that. It, you know, you get that shit everywhere. And yeah, my go, wife will be, your wife, yeah, my wife will be like killing me. She already kills me. Like when, <laughs> when, when I have the, I, I, I have, I created a workshop, everything in, in down in the basement. And, um, when, when my wife's working or something and I have to bring stuff up, I'll bring stuff up. And she, and I try to do that, but like that fibers get everywhere, especially like synthetic stuff and flashy stuff. Like I've went to the store and like had, 
I don't have a beard anymore, but I did. And I went to the store and I like flash. They probably think I'm still kind of weirdo. Like I bedazzled my beard or something. You're like the I'm opposite of a stripper. I had a fucking glitter party before he came. You know, it's the same with bucktail. It's like all over my house. It's you up had a my stocking stair. cap on earlier, Mark, that had a big bucktail sticking oh, out of it. It's all, it's all over my pants. It's everywhere. It's all through my chest. Right yeah, it's there, in my, it's in out of my sleeves. Shirt. It's all over everything. Yeah, I could imagine. You, in your you, ass crack? You changed yeah. the, uh, what, the furnace filter and it's fucking magnum dubbing you just bag it up it's a combo <laughs> combo color new color yeah yeah you know what i do sometimes like when i make you know i've actually made a few colors while i'm blending stuff like there'll be like a big pile of something like if i had access or something like this just junk stuff it's like unusable and like i run a bunch of different colors or do a bunch of different colors and i'll sometimes look over and be like hey that looks great that looks pretty good like some colors and it was just stuff that i happened to be running that day and they look good together i'll try to work out a mix like i've worked out a mix um actually the one guy stepped me a thing because i bet you can't do it and he had the uh, contents of his trash can it was from he was doing bucktails or not bucktails he was doing a lot of deer hair stuff so i created a fly based on his like not fly but like a color based on the contents of his garbage can with threads and all kinds of crazy stuff in there <laughs> you know like well i mean the colors the colors yeah. i didn't throw threads and i no, just grab yeah. like stuff and just say here you go you threw like seven strands of red fiber in there <laughs> yeah i just threw everything in there and just here i just emptied my garbage and it's like here put it in a bag garbage pail puke you know what <laughs> if you tie into a little midge i'm sure it will catch fish oh yeah like there's uh like I said, I, 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 a lot of times, like sometimes too, uh, a byproduct of making some of the longer fiber, sometimes I'll get like some stuff that's like, instead of throwing away, it's like almost like super fine, like stuff that gets tore up really fine. And it's like whatever color I'm using and I'll bag it up and like say, I'm going to use it one day. And it's just, they're just in, I don't know, they're in a drawer. You got a zillion baggies a little. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're in a drawer. I start a lot of times, like I have so much now, like, even some of the shorter stuff when I was doing it, I was like, from the longer stuff, I had like shorter stuff. And I had like two garbage bags filled with Ziploc bags of gallon bags of like colors I was doing, you know? And I just, at one point I just started throwing it away. I was like, I was like, I don't need any more like this. There's just, you know, I can't store it. So. No. And then you can only find so many people that you could give that shit to, you know? No, no, no. That's what I said. I mean, I, I could just start saying, hey, this is whatever it is, and just grab bag, take this. But I don't know. I just, I don't know. I've, I've, I have some use for it, but, like, not that I can keep keeping it. Like, it's like a pack rat at that point. Like, you're just, like, storing shit that you're never going to use. Yeah, that that's how hoarders always starts. Yeah, the, the hoarders, yeah. <laughs> you know, I went the other day. I had to, someone, because uh, I'm getting more away from actually – tying um i tie flies sometimes still for myself but uh it was weird because usually it's just materials off the website and like two or three weeks ago like i got an order for actual like flies and they're like and and no one just orders stuff that's like super easy it was like woven stone flies and i'm like oh okay articulated woven stone flies on there and i'm like <laughs> i didn't even know if i had the the uh because I was using the the evolution heads from Flyman, and and I have a million of the black, and I look and it's like brown. I'm like, oh god. 
So I had to search through everything. And I found a pack of them. Like I was about to just tell the guy, tell the guy to try to see if I could find them somewhere or whatever. Just been like, I don't know. And then I found a pack of them. But as I was going through that, I found like things that I didn't even know I bought. I had like three and four. It's just always easier just to buy something. When you can't find it, you're just like, oh, let's buy a new one. I do the same thing. Yeah. So I found I found like a Petty Jean Magic tool set that I think I might have used once. And then I found like I, I found tools. I found like I found stuff that I didn't even remember I bought. I don't even know when I bought them. And there's like and there's like three or four of them. Like at some point in time I must have decided that I needed three or four of something of this or that and then never used it and lost them and then just whatever. You know what the worst is? I know I bought a hundred pack of uh Predator size two hooks, and they're fucking gone. <laughs> I know I bought them, but they're gone. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I found hooks that I don't even remember I had. I was like, I found like saltwater hooks. I found all kinds of stuff. I was like, what the? Where? I didn't even know I had this stuff. So I was like, oh, I got to make a mental note that it's in one of these. You know, I probably should organize better, not just be like, oh, it's in this tub over on top of this thing here. You know. So, so you're not quite as organized as hairline. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm not. Well, with I can find the dubbies and stuff like that, but like when it comes to like personal the fly tying stuff like that, like like I have like t- bins and bins of stuff, and I'll be like, oh, I'll just set this here like this, and then if anybody moves stuff ever, then I just don't know where it's at because I'm like it was underneath that thing next to that that uh, bucktail or something over there. And then someone moves it and I'm like, well, I don't know where it's at now. It's gone. So you're kind of like a junkyard porter. Like a, everyone that owns a junkyard knows exactly what hood is on what car and yeah, where that yeah. car what, is. What is this here? What is that? And But then like, someone comes in with a tow motor and they fuck up everything. <laughs> it's, it's, it's organized to the fact that they're in bins. It's just not like just loose stuff everywhere. It's just like, I don't, I have to remember where it's at. And then, like, when I really need something, I'm like, oh, my God. You know, I'm looking for it, and I was like, I'm just going to go to the fly shop and buy another one. The hell with that. I'm not going to search through all that. Yeah. Actually, in all reality, it probably saves you time and money. Yeah, it's the time and money to go digging through stuff and, like, oh, remember, it was in one of these things. and But, uh, yeah, that's – I mean, I, I – I'm pretty organized with everything else. And just with that type of stuff, I think I like, I have like one of those rolling like tote things that I keep a lot of the fly tying stuff in like my vice and all the other stuff like that. Cause I think I did, was it uh cabin fever when they did it? How many years back? The last one I ever did, I, um, I packed the stuff in there and then, you know, there wasn't that it was actually organized then so I could find stuff. And then from that point on, it just got like kind of like hoarders where I just started stuffing any material that I had. You know, I didn't feel like putting it away. I'm like, oh, I'll just stick it in here next to the vice. And then now it's just like, it's like this massive tote full fill of stuff. And then I tried to organize it the other day. I like, got Ziplocs and was like, oh, these are tools. This is here. And um, then I carry this massive thing up and I'm like, and I'm still searching. I'm going to have to pull out the bags and then look, look for what I can, at least in clear things, you can see what's in there. I'm like, oh, it's. I think it's somewhere at the bottom of this. <laughs> Let's go with just your Magnum dubbing. What are some of the uh, the cooler, different concept flies that you've seen tied with using your Magnum dubbing? No, uh, the one guy was actually tying game changers, but he's putting it just as the head. 
because you know you can't i mean if you put that for the whole body that stuff they get pretty heavy yeah but um i'm trying to say that that um just a lot of uh a lot of guys use it for bait fish and stuff like that um the one guy actually um i put magnum dubbing in a uh in a dubbing brush you know the with the wire dubbing brush and the guy actually tied it on and almost used it. He used it like a, almost like a zonker type thing just for it to on the top of it, which really? is kind of cool looking. That's yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I mean, it was not like off, you know, just kind of on the top of it, you know, almost like a zonker type thing tied in here and there. So. Yeah, no, that's pretty cool. That, that's a good idea. I, I haven't thought of that. And then I use, um, I'll use the Magnum dubbing. Actually you can use it since it's the same as the magic dubbing. Um, I use it tying eggs a lot. Like, is this, with that little bit of flash, I'll just take a pinch, like almost like, um, almost like you would, uh, egg yarn. And, um, I'll take, uh, I'll take like Estaz. Mm-hmm. I'll take like a petite Estaz. I'll tie that on the hook and then I'll tie a pinch, like you, about the size you would use, like with global yarn right in the center. And then I pull it up and I wrap that around the base, almost like a parachute, like type post. The Estaz, so the bottom is Estaz, and then you snip, you tie it off and snip the top, and the bottom is like that flashy, almost like the like a halo egg, and the top is the uh, the dobbing, and it's like it's got that little bit of flash in there, and I've done really well like fish for trout and steelhead and stuff with that, but it's a simple, quick, you know, easy way to fill your box with like some like flashier eggs. Yeah, man. That sounds cool. I I was using it today to tie up emerald shiners because I'm going to the Niagara. Oh, okay. And uh, when I, when I sent you that picture that said show prep, I was using Magnum dubbing and drinking Miller High Lifts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that was the the, the with the uh, the emerald shiners. The the emerald shiner color I have is it, it, I use it for the back. It's basically like the same color. If you get it wet. That's what I was trying to do at the time to get as close as I could. If you get that wet, like the back, the emerald shiner color of the Magnum dubbing, it looks exactly like the back color of an emerald shiner. And then I'll use uh, a little bit of uh, a very sparse amount of the, the cotton candy because it's got that, um, that pinkish blue, almost like a purplish type you know, color like they got down the side of them, and then I just use a pearl. Iridescent. I mean, you use those three colors, and then when it gets wet, it, all, it actually looks like an emerald shiner. And you know what? It doesn't matter how how close you get; you have to get the emerald shiner size, like the profile. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's got to be real thin. So, like I said, going to mm-hmm. catch a lake trout, and I want, <laughs> I want to catch one on a, <laughs> a swung fly. And yeah, that, that emerald shiner I think is the way to go. If you get there early, you can just strip that thing, and it's even more. We're fun. not going at two forty-five like you. Yeah, you better go two forty-five, man. Like we're I not did. doing it. Not gonna do it. it. Not not when it's winter and fucking dark at Niagara. <laughs> yeah, it's dark till seven thirty, Jay. <laughs> yeah, it's dark till like nine. <laughs> go sit there for a few yeah. hours. And go strip some streamers. Ah uh, man, I showed a hook over right on your lap. Oh my god, Chad's <laughs> throwing hooks at me. <laughs> Aaron, we 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 learned a little bit here that couple tips, I guess, on on some dubbing and balls and all those little things. But so so how much how much better your operation is it now with with your new equipment? It 
you're able to do oh, it a lot more? Or? Yes, it's like night and day. Like, like I said, I'm not killing myself. And it's actually, I actually have way less waste because before what I was using and I was doing, I have a lot of waste. So I'd like, I'd, I'd constantly have to like, I'd have to actually use more material to get, it seemed more material to get what I needed. Now I'm using actually less material and getting more, there's less waste. It's more efficient. Um, and I can put out more volume. Like, like I can actually put out before where I was using, I was having to do small amounts and then go back and do small amounts and small amounts, just keep going like that. Now I can put like a larger volume in and get a larger volume out. Like all in one shot. It's not like, I have to do things repeatedly over and over again. I can actually get a big batch done and then go on and get another big batch done. And just, you know, it's a lot easier. It's a lot less time consuming. It's a lot more efficient. So with that being said, are you looking to expand your, uh, your territory? Like, um, are you looking to get in the hairline? Are you looking to go to more fly shops? Um, yeah, well, that's, that's what I'm going to do. I'm probably, there's a few I'm probably going to pick up. I don't know if it'll be the end of this year or in the beginning of this year. I'll probably be getting into a few more. But I have some scattered on the East Coast or some on the West Coast. Uh, I got some distribution in Canada. And then um, overseas, I sell to the, the guys at Fly Dressing. And then they distribute all over Europe. So they, they're like a big wholesale account that I do with them. But, um, yeah, so, you know, I've been getting more and more in the United States you know, like actual shops that I'm in and I'm probably going to pick up a few more. I don't know if it'll be before the end of this year, but, um, probably, probably at least the beginning of next year, there's, there's some that are going to be placing orders, some new ones. But, uh, like I said, I've just been filling, filling orders. I got them on the East coast. And then there's, there's less out West. There's a few out West that I deal with. Um, but most of them are more, a lot of them more on the East coast. And then I sent up to Canada to like a, to a place called like fly Mart. And then they, I think they're like a wholesaler They I sell to them and then they distribute to some shops up there too. And then there's a few shops that I just deal directly with. That's great, man. And with, I don't know, the limited, limited fly fishing around here, you definitely got to reach out and get out there as we were talking yeah, with Pogo yeah, earlier. You got you to gotta be out there and get your name out there. However, it's getting in a shop or wherever, it's got to sell, right? That's what makes you money. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like it's, well, I mean, there's a, lot of, um, there's a lot of warm water opportunities around here. It's not like, I mean, a lot of guys just think like trout and steelhead, but, I mean, you've got a lot of stuff around here. Like you've got pike, muskie, you've got bass. You've got a lot of stuff that people – might not think about or utilize with fly fishing, which they should. Speaking of that, Aaron, <clears throat> you got to, since you have new equipment, have a little bit more time on your hands. You need to come out with us next year. <laughs> yeah. yeah just I'd like to, well, well, listen, this is, this is, this is what I was thinking too. I was like, I might actually get the fish now and not like be like crazy. Like I can, cause it, it's funny now. Cause I wasn't used to the new equipment. Like I'm just getting used to all this stuff. But, um, when I made it, I'd be like, Oh, I got to do all this and it's going to take how much longer. And then I might have a little bit extra for this order from this one. And then I got done. I'm like, I get a ton of extra left for this and that. So I'm like, so I'm actually building up stock as I'm filling all these orders too. So that's my plan is to build up a big stock. So I'm not constantly having to like kill myself and do it so I can 
have just stock to pull from. So, you know, but it's, it's getting to that point right now, just because, you know, before it was, it was so much harder with the equipment I had to actually keep a inventory. And then if I had extra within a week, it was gone. Like people would either place retail orders or I get another shop order. And then when, when shop orders come, it's weird because everybody must know not that I'm complaining, but every, it seems like everybody knows when you're like super busy. And then everybody at the same time says, Hey, I need this, 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 this. And there's like a million people that say it at once. And you're like, Oh, okay. You went from like, went from being not busy to like, everybody needs something right now at the same time. And it could be just time of year or whatever too, though, but yeah, it just is, seems weird. This is tying season for sure. Yeah. Well, this, this is tying season. So this, it's not like shocking now because I was, I just filled um, three shop orders. I've got another one I got to fill. I got a bunch of stuff got to go overseas. Um, then I'll probably have another couple shop orders come in. But and then I've got a couple projects that I'm doing with some uh, some bigger name guys that will probably be coming out at the beginning of this new year. So you know, it's just I'm I'm like really busy, but I'd like to get to the point where I have a stock build up and I'm not like crazy doing that i can actually fish and do some other things and not like have to kill myself you're only like 20 minutes down the road you know it's a long hike i i seen the Terra's dub on uh ross roberts and big water fishing post one day and i was like yep no that that's uh same shit gear guy out here using the same shit everybody's yeah, using that was it. um yeah that's uh well like, that's probably the bent the bent the bent giveaway the i had to make an extra one for ross robertson uh, that joe gave him and then one for joe miles nolte got a set before he ended up leaving that and dude. then uh <laughs> and <laughs> then before he ended up leaving and then i gave him uh mm-hmm. i sent another sent to uh, uh from tight tight lines fishing company i sent what i sent him a set so, but I still have a lot of stickers left from like Ben stickers, like so was that... Mandy's cooler and whatever else. You know, <laughs> I got all these stickers. I don't know. Maybe I'm gonna just start sticking them on packages. Like <laughs> when I send stuff out, they're just gonna get stuck on something. Like Mandy's cooler is gonna be on someone's package. So, I don't think anyone at this table listens to Bent besides myself. Can you really describe Mandy's cooler and what happened to Mandy's cooler? What you know what and I was hoping they would use that one. Um, I guess a guy was the was was a client um crapped in the cooler on on top of his walleye. It, it was a live well done, they cleaned it was a live well. With, it wasn't just the cooler, it was like her live okay, well. It was a live well, okay. So it was a live well. <laughs> and then from what they said on there that they took you know, he took it back and the lady cleaned him and then all of a sudden they invited her to think he's actually served it to his family. Like yeah, he served, he wall. served the walleye to his family. I was glad they used that color. And basically what I made that color, <laughs> I made it brown. They gave me, he gave me basically a, he, he basically gave me a, a, a criteria like base colors, but I could do whatever I wanted. So I did like brown and I put like hints of red in it because I'm imagining if if you're, if there's walleye. something like you're going to crap in your cooler or on the live well on top of your fish and feed them to your family, there's got to be something else going on there. It can't just be brown. You got, you got something going on. <laughs> so the red was demonic. So that was like the red tone to it, the red hint. I have a color. I'm not going to name the guy's name, okay? Because then he would, 
this is how I win. This is the game. There's a color. It's called RSBV. I'm not going to tell you the guy's name. It starts with an R, though. So I put this out. I finished with the guy. He's a great dude. Um, but we said years ago, there's a – he did something in the uh, – he, did, he filmed a video, and this uh, this guy had a he has like a barn. Well, he's trying to build a barn fly shop. This guy, and um, I said when he was in the barn, because this is before anybody knew the guy was a douchebag. But he was in the barn. He filmed it, and I was like, "Oh man, what, what happened in that barn?" He's like, "Oh, shut up, dude. He's just stupid, whatever." So I called it RSBV. R's for the guy's name, and SB is stolen butthole virginity. So I have that RSBV, so whatever, stolen butthole virginity is what it is. And it went, and I made it like brown and, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it looks like a bruised butthole is what I would imagine it looks like. And that's what it was, the color. Well, it's actually a really a great color. Uh, Sounds like it's a, a good great time. Color. And you know, nobody knows why. Well, I mean, they might now know now. But uh, they don't know. I mean, there's people that are dis- you know have it. They're distributing it, and people are tying with his shame. That <laughs> with his shame. <laughs> That's but you know, and then when I post it, I'll put. A lot of times, if I post the color up, I'll just put hashtag, never forget, or something like that. Just be stupid, and um, he won't say anything. Is that a broke? Because then broke he, I win the game. <laughs> I win the game then. <laughs> Well, but, we, um, we don't need any of that color around here, buddy. We're we're <laughs> fucking fine. We'll take some greens and shit like that, <laughs> like some natural. No, but, uh, some, no the guy's a, the he's a good dude. It's uh, some of the colors are just ball busting colors and stuff like that. And um, but uh, you know that's it, it is what it is. You know they come inspiration comes from everywhere. Yeah, everybody needs a little laugh from time to time, right? You, if yeah. you, if well, you I, tell I, your if you tell your kid to grab you the D's nuts, it, it'd be yeah 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 yeah. Well, <laughs> they, but it doesn't matter. My kids tell me jokes like that, so I'd have to get them. That'd be a good one. You know what? We were in um, we were in uh, over in Boardman. They that's that steam. Was it smoke the steaming crab or whatever that is called? I forget what the hell it is. It's the it's over by um. Where Permanis was, it was up by there. I think it's still there. Uh, Storming Crab, the Storming Crab. Oh, yeah, Stormy Crab. I couldn't remember what the name was. And yeah. people right on the walls, and we're sitting there. I was sitting there with my kids. Uh, it was like a year or so ago. And then we happened to be sitting in the booth. And up above, someone wrote, you know, everybody writes their name. And someone wrote, these nuts. And my daughter's like, hey, that's a dubbing you have. And I was like, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, real fucking funny. Yeah. And someone wrote it, and I was laughing. I took a picture of it. I'm like, oh, okay. But she, she goes, hey, there's a dubbing you were making the other day. That D's nuts. I said, yeah, that's why the guy wrote it up there. <laughs> the fucking it's big, all about that. Huge fucking fisherman. <laughs> that's awesome, man. So, but, are you you gonna come smallmouth fishing with us this year? Well, yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to. Like I said, I didn't last year. I didn't even get out. Like I was been. Yeah. I mean, there was other stuff going on too. Like I had some family member that was, you know, in wasn't very doing very well, you know? So it was, it was hard to do anything, even like get a lot of, get a lot of material out and stuff for like the first part of the year. It just, you know, everything's running smoothly now. Everything's, 
I mean, I'm back to as normal as it can be, but, um, you know, so I'm moving forward and trying to get, um, trying to get a bunch of stuff out, you know, but you know, it is what it is. You got to take care of your family and do stuff first. Yeah. And then after that, and then, you know, I mean, it is, you know, you know, everything will come back around, but it's just, uh, you have to do what you have to do. So since we got the, uh, the less important stuff out of the way, can we talk about some limoncello? What, oh. what goes into it? What, uh, what have you been doing with it? Okay. So what, what I did with the limoncello, um, actually this is the first time I've ever made it. And, um, I actually went to YouTube and was looking through all the stuff. And then, uh, I've had limoncello before, but I've never made it. So I found this guy, Joe, he said he learned from all the Italian masters or whatever on there. But, um, what I did is it was ever clear. It was ever clear. You know, you got your lot lemons and then the lemons. Um, if you don't use the Meyer lemons, you have to like, if you just, just regular, not organic lemons, you have to like really scrub them. Cause they, a lot of those other lemons, they coat with like wax or something when they ship them, but you just get the peels. You don't want the white rind underneath. And I used, I did, I did a lot. I like doubled it. I did, um, a half gallon of Everclear and I did 20 lemons, uh, in there and the juice from those 20 lemons. And I let them, and I did a vanilla bean and I let it sit for 30 days. I shook it like every couple of days. Actually, it was more obsessed. I'd walk by and check on it. Like, like the, my precious, I'd shake them up and look at them <laughs> for a little precious, bit. precious, like a child, huh? <laughs> just like your baby. For a little bit. You check watch on them this. Like a, like a fish tank, just watch them swirl around the, least. <laughs> But uh, uh, today was 30 days. So and I pulled them out. All the pills were like basically pale. They were basically almost like white. They weren't like they weren't like spongy anymore. You know, like they weren't like that rubbery feel anymore. They were pretty much there was nothing left to give. They were gone. They had all their juices squeezed. They gave everything they could. <laughs> they gave everything they had and got used and thrown to the side like a <laughs> like a hooker. <laughs> but anyways, so so the. I discarded I discarded the the lemon the lemon oh, rind hookers Ryan, today so rind hookers but I I well I discard I got rid of them you, you you strain all that out so you don't get the pulp or whatever else and then I put um since they, since it was like doubled in with a half gallon I used like eight eight cups of cream because I wanted to do the cream limoncello so I just I've had the regular I've never had the cream so I did eight cups of that and then three cups of honey instead of the sugar. And then I, I made sure that was all mixed up and then it's all, it goes in the freezer. And since the Everclear is like 151 proof, It'll never freeze. it won't freeze. Yeah. So, so I got like, right now I've got two gallon containers and I have two, two of the bottles with like the stopper type thing. I don't know. They're weird bottles. They get the little thing that flips up. Like a gross and I ordered bottle. Some more. I ordered some more so I can like, if I want to take it some places, cause I have the other ones in like the poor spout, big gallon things. So you're gonna take it around to all the Christmas uh, parties that you go to throughout the year. Yeah, well, I'll, yeah, I'll probably take it over here and there. And just I don't want to. I mean, that stuff's pretty strong. I tasted a little bit. I didn't even drink it really. Today. I just take took a taste. You know, it's supposed to sit uh, like a week or two in the freezer just to to go. And I tasted it right after. I tasted a little bit, and it's pretty strong. And then I just checked it when I come home. I gave my father-in-law a cup before I, I gave him a cup. 
of it. And then I come back and he's like, Oh, that was pretty good. And I was like, okay, I still need to sit. And I checked it and it was a lot thicker now. So, cause it's supposed to be like a, with the cream is supposed to be like almost like a, a lemon creamsicle type thing. I mean, it's just, it's got a lot of alcohol in it. So did you give him the, the limoncello so he was quiet while you're on this call? Just oh, no, no, quiet. no. I gave a, yeah, I gave it to him. He said, uh, my, uh, no, my, my kids actually are over my, my, um, my sister-in-law's. They were over there today because we wanted to do some Christmas shop. There's a couple more things we wanted to grab for them. And it's like impossible to have a kid with you and um, try to, even if you go, it's like separate in a store, like, you know, put it in the same car. That's like impossible to do. So they were over there. My wife said my that wife with went me. over next door. She was talking with her dad. So I gave him a thing of limoncello to try some more. And uh, I come up here and, you know, I get the, Actually, quiet. The kids aren't like killing each other because they're not here. So, <laughs> my wife said that when she took me Christmas shopping yesterday. She said, it's impossible to Christmas shop with you, asshole. <laughs> well, I I can't say it's it's I don't know. I, I like it a lot better when it's just like I just buy you know go in and buy the stuff or whatever and know exactly what we're doing. It's like when we have to go to like five million stores. Oh, we need to check this store too. And I'm like, uh, and there's like five other million people doing the same thing. You know, we should have stopped. We should have shopped way before this, but like, but who does that? A few things. No, no, no. You just wait till like it gets to the time. You're like, Oh yeah, I got to get some Christmas shopping done. Oh, you're done. Like, have yet to start. I have not started. I, I'm I am, going, I am better at shopping than most watch, watch and learn motherfuckers. I got two days. <laughs> I'm going Tuesday for my wife. Yeah. I took Tuesday off work. <laughs> I will finish. I will finish. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I gotta. I gotta grab something for my wife still. And um, the kids are the kids are done. My wife was like, "Oh, they, we we got him a bunch of stuff," and I was like, "That's it. They don't need any more because half of the stuff is he'll play with it once and then it'll just be like it'll just be sitting here and I don't want to like throw it away." So. Yep, I I know that. Only did that for ten years, but not this year. Gonna fix that. You write. You write. Just on like a like what buy a credit card right? You know what kids want a credit card. Grown up kids who want to spend their own money, give them a fucking yeah. credit card. Here, bud, waste my money in a different way. We don't have to fucking keep all this sh- trash we bought in our house. <laughs> yeah, it's it's Ugh. it's a weird world, but uh, yeah, toys aren't worth shit, man. Don't buy your kid too many toys. No, no, no. They got they got stuff that they 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 play with like three times, and then it's I'm like. It ends up getting tossed somewhere. I'm like, what the hell is this? But, you know, they got... Buy them prepaid uh, credit cards. We got her some stuff. My other daughter's getting store. older, so she got, like... She got some other, other things that weren't, like, just toys. But the youngest one, she wanted, like... I mean, she's she's only four, so... Oh, we got man. her some different things. Bought some plastic, huh? Uh, Shit. Jesus, King is Marlboro. <laughs> you got Marlboro a pack of Marlboro. Reds, a Swiss Army yeah. knife. Here you go, buddy. Yeah. A used, Figure it out. Used shotgun shell. <laughs> you blow your blow your uh, whistle with it. You remember? I don't know if you ever <laughs> blow the whistle. Like you, you probably picked up a cartridge and whistled over it, right, Chad? Um, oh yeah. No, I've done with acorn top. So. Oh okay, even fucking weirder. Ah <laughs> uh, no. Hey, we hope you have a great Christmas, Aaron. If we're way yeah. off subject, it's all because you led us there. <laughs> listen, it's, it's your fault. Listen, what is that thing? Like that, uh, that thing. You, everybody reads in like whatever fucking high school or whatever, where you go, 
the the pathless traveled. I took you to the pathless travel. <laughs> I took you down the dark side. Wait, wait, ain't that wait, where the sidewalks broke it? Or are you talking about that? Ends. Ends. That's where the hey, assholes. Ends. That's Robert Frost. Okay, where the yeah, crazy yeah, guy yeah, ends. Robert Frost. Yeah. This is where the we're, wild we're things are, get, buddy. I'm bringing some culture. Yeah, some man. Culture. <laughs> culture. Oh, we need it. We, we definitely need oh, culture. Midgets. Midgets and culture. Midgets and there you go. What else? Midgets, gremlins, and culture. We have a bar adjacent. And balls. Midget balls and culture. <laughs> All I can think about is last time when you were on, we were talking about kayaks, and it went definitely. You know, I've not, I still, get, I still haven't. Other than the pool, I need to use that. I just, well, I haven't fished a lot, but like yeah, the yeah. kayak I bought it. My wife still reminds me about it. She's like, she's like, hey, remember when you bought yourself a kayak and never used it? And I was like, I used it in the pool a couple times when I was drinking beer. <laughs> Regift it. Was this, it beers this, or was it Natterdays? Christmas. It was probably Natterdays. Like, when, what time? Listen, when you drink enough beer, it doesn't matter. With you, you could drink whatever. You could drink like old German American light, and you're not going to taste it. You got. You have enough. It doesn't matter what you drink. You got to know your worth, is, right? Keystone's good after the fifth one. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've uh, I've drank good beer, and then I've drank just beer. I guess. Yeah, you shit your pants and you shit your pants. We know it. Yeah, yeah, you throw up and <laughs> it happens you throw up either way. Party, it's all right. Yeah. Listen, I when I was in college before I got out, like tastes the same thing. I went to graduate the next day. My sister, my sister was at the same college, Edinburgh. She was younger than me, and it was funny. She was walking by. She told me the next day I didn't remember it. Well, I remember doing it, but I didn't remember seeing her. But uh, we went to the pizza place, and I had to throw up because I drank like insanely i started drinking in the morning like hard alcohol beer whatever else we're sitting there after a bar i ordered pizza or whatever we ordered and i had to like all of a sudden it just hit me and it was either puke in the picture window or try to jump over people and run down a thing of steps and try to make it to there and it's like it's not happening so i leaned over and like threw up in the picture window and then i left but uh, apparently my sister Happened to be walking by as I was throwing up in the picture window because she said, she said, my friend said, hey, isn't that your brother throwing up in the picture window? And I was like, and it was funny. And my buddy was there and the other, there's some girl and someone else sitting by him. And he goes, what what are you doing throwing up in the window? And I was like, what do you, I can't get out. And she's like, oh, I didn't see it. And he goes, yeah, he was real discreet. He just leaned over and threw up all over the window. So there's people walking by. Apparently, of all the people in Edinburgh University, my sister and her friends were walking by as I was throwing up in the window. Show these young party goers how to fucking do it. So, I mean, that was a, that was a long time ago. That's like that's, that's how you get into dubbing making. You start out sort of drinking beer and... And, and hard alcohol and throwing up in picture windows, and then one day you I thought that was how you get through Edinburgh College. I thought that's how you got out of Edib- <laughs> through Edinburgh College. So, do you I'm still like hear? A, I'm, I'm like st- a weirdo when I fight. Like, if I go to, if I'm like at a store, like I'll feel like shirts and stuff, and I'll like, ooh, that feels nice, and I'll go look inside the collar to see what fibers are in it. I'm like, I could probably use that. So, not not like from a shirt. I'm not like a cut up someone's shirt. But like I'm like, oh, I'll make a mental note of that. That I need to check into this type of fiber that's going in here. Hey, as you long know, people probably think you're weird. You're like touching stuff and like you're like feeling this. 
you know, feel like someone on ecstasy. And... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, this feels yeah, great. Yeah, oh, man. <laughs> Standing in a Macy's or a Dillard. Tell him at least you didn't throw up in the shirt. Leave me the fuck alone. I could have threw up in that shirt. Fucking Dillard's. That's great. You've, yeah. tur- you've turned into the poster child for D's nuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, Aaron, is there yeah. is there any better way to go out with the new year coming than how we just left? I think no. I don't think so. I think that's I think that's a solid way to go out. I, I you think, know you got midgets, alcohol, throwing up balls. Uh, I don't know if a, I missed a, a, missed anything. A guaranteed to fish with us one day next year. Lemoncello. Lemoncello. Yeah, fishing with us next year in 2022. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't slough that Arr, off. I heard that grunt. I know. Don't slough that, <laughs> that off. That was a very. Yeah, no, no. I, 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 said I should have. I should have more time. Yeah, more time to do that. So that's. <laughs> I'd like to fish. I didn't even buy a license this year, which is crazy because I've never done that. I've always at least bought a license and went out, but. I didn't even I didn't even do that this year. So I basically fished zero days this year, which is crazy. You get you guys and some of your Ohio crew together. Them guys haven't been out much either. Like Doug and them. Yep. Oh yeah, Doug. Yeah, I was just yeah. talking to him the other day. He's a, he's a solid dude too. He's solid. He's, right. peop- <laughs> he's one of the people that um I actually can talk like shop with. Like I like he's bounce ideas off me and bounce ideas off him and i don't have to worry about like me talking to him and the next day someone like him putting something out or doing something i was doing but he saw he sent me a package the other day is uh i believe in unicorns package and um (laughs) and he put aka uh something uh uh amazing mofo or whatever on it but um he sent me some stuff. He sent me a lot of dyes because because he he gave me a he put me on this like some new dyes for the stuff. So he sent me and he actually sent me a bunch of samples that he had of some colors that he thought were really good. You know, so I'm getting you know towards some of this new stuff I'm doing. I'm uh, it's gonna help me out because you know cut down some of the stuff. I can see actually see some stuff that he had that like dye wise that if I like this color or that color before I actually buy a bunch of these other ones. And he sent me a few fibers that he was playing with too. So that's cool. He did a little bit of R and D and is uh, helping you out with that. No, no, yeah, he's helping. He's always been really good with stuff. And uh, like I said, he um, he's one of the people I could talk shop with. Where like, or he'll send he, like he sent me stuff before and said, you know, check this out. And you know, I've asked him for stuff or done stuff. He sent me tails before. He had like a bunch of because he used to do the um, the Sasquatch pubes and the. Uh, the remix dub and uh i think he was using he wasn't using the tails and i use i use a lot of tails chopped up just in certain things because it's like especially if you have a really fine dubbing or really soft dubbing and you get that contrast of like to get buggy like that like it chopped up really fine like a tail um it gives that like gives it a really buggy like a a coarser coarser dubbing yeah yeah i know what you mean because I've seen some of his dubbings before, and they're oh, really yeah, his buggy. dubbings are, are pretty good. Yeah, he's got yeah. like a lot of depth and a lot of different like bugginess to him, and he does he does he does some really nice stuff. Yeah, man. So, hey, just uh, one thing before we let you go, Aaron. Yes. Yeah. 
Golden Stone in Magnum Dub. Okay. All right. Remember, yeah, I'll get it done. I'll, I'll get it out. Se- seven packs right here. I'm buying okay. them. Buying them all. Why seven? Okay. I don't know. Eight? I don't know. Do you want round numbers? Oh, I was just asking. <laughs> I, I don't know. Just make it a solid ten. I'll go three. Okay. There we go. Ten packs. Okay. To the SVS. Okay. <laughs> we'll buy it. Okay. I got you. Make it a dozen. I'll get a couple, too. All right. Um, where can people go and find your, your dubbing at? Where can they oh, okay. uh, if order you, flies if from you? you? Yeah, if you go on, um, it's www.americantideflies.com. And that's, you can just go into shop and it, uh, whatever you want to get, magnet dubbing, whatever, all the different dubbings and everything are on there. I'm probably going to, this next year, actually update the website and maybe like make it more seamless and a little bit more user friendly. But um, you can go on there and get what you need. Yeah, man, that that's cool, and and there are local shops. If you are in Western Pennsylvania, there. Oh yes, yes. There's two two local shops that I know that that carry it. Correct. Yeah, you've got uh, you got the Nishana Creek Fly Shop. He carries uh, a few different varieties of the dubbing and in certain colors, and then you got the uh, Risen. Yep, absolutely, man. So, all right, man. Well, hey, thank you so much for uh, for giving us your time and hanging out with us. And uh, I hope you and your family have a great holiday season. And uh, I hope we do get to fish in 2022. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks. All right. Hey, catch you later, Aaron. All right. Bye. See ya. It's what they say now, Jace. Because they lost. Dun, dun. <laughs> so, hey guys, uh, what what do we got going on to end the year? Time yes. flies and fish. Time if flies it's warm enough, we, I'm going to be fishing. I was telling Mark outside I want to start doing some floating on some steelhead water. We had a plan to do that. It got blown out. Yeah. Did a double float with some good guys. And it was a backup plan, you know, just to still get out with the fellas. Thought the water was nice. We didn't get to see as many fish as we thought we would see. Did we talk about that? At- no, we haven't. We did not. No. You're correct. Yeah. The day before, I went to the box. <laughs> yeah, we didn't talk about that either. No. Okay. Yeah. Get on that shit. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I went and met met, met up with Aaron, our buddy Aaron Chine, and we had some talks back and forth all week. I was getting all pumped up. He said he has never <laughs> seen me so quiet. As Nobody has ever that, seen you that quiet, Jay. You know, I was a little worried. You know, I worked myself up a little bit. You know, I'm an antsy guy as it is anyway, so I was getting a little anxious. I hadn't had a tattoo in what is fucking, I don't know, 14, 15 years it's been. It's been quite a while. So, you know, I didn't really know what to expect. And awesome, awesome atmosphere in, in the shop. It's pretty cool. You know, crazy story. Even the, the guy, one of the guys who worked out front, <clears throat> he knew one of my cousin's that lives right up behind my dad, uh, was in the cars with him, you know what I mean? Like, dialing up cars. The one with the goofy name. Yes. He yeah. knew the old Gator, okay? Gator, yeah. Old Gator, okay? So, when he said the name Gator, I knew this kid named Gator from Middlesex. I'm like, no fucking way. Well, I, I that's da- definitely no mistake. Di- a distant cousin of mine, you know? <laughs> Thank God it wasn't, it's not too close, but, uh, no, Gator's a good kid. But, uh, yeah, so he said that, and I'm like, oh, no shit. Well, you, that's not a nickname. Like, for anyone yeah. that's listening, that's not a nickname. No, that's the real name. That's uh, on his birth certificate. 
So, you know, he stayed he stayed right there at Gators after helping him fix his car up for a show the next day. And uh, I was like, oh, you you know, you stayed in my neighborhood then. That's where, you know, I live and was from, that area. So it was nice, you know, just getting to talk to those. It made me feel real comfortable. You know, I was <laughs> laughing. And the other uh, couple, uh, one of the other tattoo artists, he had a few people in there and got to talking fishing with him. You know, the kid, he was gear fisherman, but even yet he knew here and there and, you know, and was into it. He was up from... Uh, uh, South Pie area, okay. so you know, knew our locals and everything else, and you know, whatever, and so it was good talking with him, and kind of made me a little more comfortable. I got a little more chatty, you know, and but Aaron saw me first. He's like, ah, yeah, what's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was it was fun. It wasn't as bad, you know, pain wise. It was it was pretty easy. It wasn't too bad. There were a couple spots on the arm that hurt pretty pretty good. So where where is the most tender spot on your arm? Well, you know, your your softer bottom of your forearm, your softer spots, like where you never get suntan. Exactly. Uh, I got some on my elbow, like the hard spots of my elbow. Those hurt pretty good when he's grinding in black on your elbow. That was didn't feel good for about five minutes, but it was the end of the tattoo, so you know. Did he wait till the end for that, or is that just how it went? That's just kind of the way it all got laid out. But uh, yeah, it's a brook trout skin, so it looked pretty cool. It's got the the whole top of the brook trout with all that different you know like the worming yeah the worming coloring or not coloring yet but the worming pattern and everything in it comes down into a nice line it's not as detailed now as it's going to be you know it's getting all colored up so i got a bunch of time left to sit with them it was fun we had a good talk do you have your next uh next appointment planned um i was just going to get a hold of him probably tomorrow we talked about setting it up already but i just was lazy and he hasn't hit me up yet so he has a free sunday January, we're gonna hit up on. We're gonna go on that day. So he probably already has it marked out. I just don't know when it is, but it's sometime about a month. Yeah. After weekend. So, so I don't just, know. We'll you probably, just need coloring and shading and. Yeah, it'll be a lot of color. You know, coming down. You know, Brook Trout have that yellow comes down into all the spots and should be cool, man. He said he wants to put some coloring on it to make it look like it's almost like shining. You know what I mean? So it should be. I like it so far. It looks pretty cool. Had him throw a little uh, my kid's name in there, sneak my kid's name in the worming. I saw that. That's pretty cool. I I was sitting with her even just like the morning before I went, you know, we're sitting there eating breakfast. I'm like, man, I wonder if he could just throw like an RY in there, you know, somewhere, a couple spots. So he mirrored it on both sides. Pretty cool. She was pumped. You know, you can't, if I don't show it, you know, you can't really see it because there's so much. It's kind of like all the little Dixie drew in there too. Yeah. Yeah, I saw a couple penises. I was looking I'm like, is that a dick? Or is he just, was he just fucking with me? God damn it, Aaron. Nah, nah he's, a, he's a good artist. It was, uh, when, as soon as he showed it to me, I was pumped. Went right on and felt good. It so, felt as good as it could. Yeah, yeah. It's like I by the end of four hours, you're like, you know, this was a fun day so far, other than you stabbing me with the fucking needle. Minus that part, it was great. So um, More fun the next day. We didn't talk about the next day at all, did we? We just started right here, but no, okay. not yet on a podcast. I got to row the third big brand of boat or raft the next day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our buddy John bought a yeah. flycraft. It, it's a nice boat. Yeah, I don't like rowing it. No, no, you're so getting out now. You have a chance. Give an honest <laughs> opinion. Now you've got to row. I've got to row all three. Um, you still really haven't. Oh yeah, you got the. That's right. I got the right ears. Um, it, it just might be the way John had his seat set up, but it felt like I was back in the the John boat days. 
I was crunched over, and I kept hitting the oars on my knees. You know, there there were different options to to move the seat and the and the oar locks. But, oh, that might have helped, yeah. But, but there were bolt-in options. Like, yeah. they were bolt-in, so you had to unbolt them, move it, and bolt it back in. So it would, it's not super on-the-fly friendly. You know what I mean? You can't yeah. change but it. That's something he might, over time here, get to finding where he really likes it and fine-tunes it. Absolutely, it is. Huh. Um, it's a narrower craft. Um, that one spot where we went through where where the the tree was down and we had a snake around the tree. Do you know where I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we were anchored below it and waiting for you guys. I went through it smoother, I think with a flycraft than I could have with yours because it because it was narrower. It moved. Oh, that'd have been fun to get mine through that spot. Yeah, you wouldn't have been able to. Like you would have had to got out and uh pulled it with a rope. Yeah, pushed it through. <laughs> it wasn't that deep. I walked through there. Yeah. I mean, I, I rode it. Yeah. No, you could rode it, yeah. yeah. I just walked the boat, just jumped out the back and swung the boat around through it. But other than that, it, it was it was fun to fish out of. It was a good vessel to fish out of. And um, and we got to teach two dudes how to row. And I think they both learned relatively quickly. Like, John had um, moderate skills, and he definitely... Upgraded two levels through that day because, like I said, that shit happens fast on that river, and uh, he did a great job. Yeah, and Aaron, we were teaching Aaron in the other boat, and he, man, he caught on pretty quickly. He had rode a little bit with us in prior, to, you know, to this floating, and where where he has rode, it's it's kind of not comparable to to that. Well, he rode that. The one day a little bit as well. Oh, did he? Yeah, I think he was rowing when my dad caught those fish down there. The one day, wasn't he? I rode your dad. Oh, into was those it? Fish. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. And he said he rode for like forty-five minutes or something that day. But he might have. He was in your boat. No, yeah, we were the you. fun. We were the fun boat. Yeah, I was rowing when your dad caught the fish. Yeah. Okay. I'm ready I, to do that again. Haven't been down through there in a long time. Yeah. <laughs> Did, did you tell Mark my response when you said he was the, the second boat? Yeah, I had, no, I didn't. No, I, no, I, told, I told Mark, Mark's second boat. He said, I can't remember the response exactly. Said, what what the actual fuck? <laughs> <laughs> he said, so who's the, actual, uh, the other boat? And I said, no, it's Mark. He, what the actual fuck? <laughs> oh, that was great. I said, no, no, it's our buddy John. He bought a, he bought a you know, and... Something that he even mentioned to me in texting, <coughs> it's it's hard to find. It's hard to get a crew. Like I had that problem the week me, before when I wanted to do the, the musky float. It took me, you know, quite a while to get... Yeah, you you know, would have picked a one-weekend guy to do a musky float. It's like I the know. second musky float you've done the whole year. I haven't caught a musky in three years. No. Yeah, or two years. Two. Two. We want the pump house. Yeah, two years. You got to fix that. But Aaron, Aaron, going back to him rowing, he caught him really fast. We didn't do anything. We did one 360 spin. You guys got to watch us through like some, <laughs> I'm glad we some did. trees. <laughs> and my dad caught his fly line all up in these fucking trees and shit went a little weird for just a second. But no, nothing got broken. You know, it was no big deal. We didn't hit anything. We were just spinning in the middle of the river. So it wasn't a big deal, you know. And that might even have been my fault a little bit. I might have tapped the wrong shoulder. So... You know, but he once said, you once you tap you the did. wrong shoulder, <laughs> then you get moments so quickly this way. You know, it's kind of 
and you get Loose a quick. little too far, yeah, then you're then you're kind of you know. Speaking <coughs> of rowing, that day that we had Rick out, um, Chris, who was on our team with us, came out and did the float. We had an upstream wind so bad that that river was it was moving pretty decent. You if you let off the oars, you were back up thirty feet immediately. It was ridiculous. Thank God Chris is like, I'm like, I go for a little bit. And I'm like, dude, I cannot push no further. I need like 10 minutes. He'd hop on, go for 10 minutes. I'm like, All right. He's a, he's a big, strong dude, too. So he's I, getting it down, too. Once yeah. we turned in, I'm like, dude, just turn it back, bro. I'll watch. You're good. That helped a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, big yeah time. you can really press against it. Yeah, for big sure. Big time. But that wind was ridiculous. I'm telling you, keep him like holding all day long. It was like probably like three o'clock by the time it's like, all right. Um, he threw a towel and he's like, I gotta get rolling. Man, I tell you what, holding for eight nine hours in that wind. Oh, it fucking sucks. Woo. Yeah, it's the worst. Oh, Aaron said he sucks. was he was pretty sore the next day. I'm you sure know, he was. I, I felt I sometimes I'll feel it if I haven't rode for a little while. Usually I don't feel too too much of it, but you know what I mean. Even yet, if you're not used to using them muscles consistently, it's oh, it's like anything. Can I tell you what I was more sore from? My Friday skate session. Oh, I'm sure because you're, well, come on, Chad. You're fat and old. I wiped out like eight times. I bounced like a fucking rag doll off the flat of the ramp. Boom. boom. God damn it. And Does then it I, feel as good as we did when we were 16? Oh, it felt good when I landed a rock to fakey, but when I didn't, it hurt. It fucking hurt. And then I, the second I would hit the ground, like that. My son would come over and start doing, trying to do CPR on my chest to be a. F- <laughs> He's a dickhead. I wonder where he gets it from. <laughs> I could, At uh, least he didn't kick you in the fucking stomach or something. Yeah, right been worse. That'd be even better. Well, I I was hold- jackassed you. Mm-hmm. I was holding his hand and he dropped in and he went over and rocked a fakie like a champion and then fell and shot the board and it hit me right in the ankle. Oh. Oh my god! It still hurts. I can't touch it. I couldn't sleep last night. And that was two nights of, like, my wife wanted me to go Chris- Christmas shopping yesterday. I couldn't walk through fucking uh, Boscov's. It hurt so bad. We we sat in the couches. I was like, Ashley, it hurts so bad. We had to sit. <laughs> and then there were a bunch of other, like, husbands walking past. They're like, he's sitting in the couches. Why can't I? <laughs> <laughs> You're setting a bad example, Chad. I am. But it's just for other husbands. Yeah. But lower the standard. <laughs> my son learned to pump back and forth on the ramp, which uh that's a proud dad moment. I didn't teach him though, so not so proud dad moment. <laughs> yeah, that's what er- Uncle Ernie's are for. No, no, no. Ernie and I tried teaching him, we tried teaching him, tried teaching him. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh and then ten o'clock. We like we're done, man. We sat we sat on the top of the ramp. We were starting to drink beers. And did you meet Tommy that was at Ernie's wedding? He was the other dude in the uh, the wedding ceremony. Yeah, yeah. That wasn't Dustin, Steve, mm-hmm. or myself. Mm-hmm. Shorter and, bald hair. Yes. Yeah. Him and Nolan were down on the ramp, and pretty soon Nolan just starts pumping. Like, what the fuck did Tommy tell you that we didn't? <laughs> Sometimes it's just like t- trying to teach our wives to row. Sometimes it takes that outside voice. Yeah. It takes someone with a pure septum. <laughs> you were, you, you're definitely not cool, Chad. No, I'm, you, no, you, you show up at the skate park <laughs> and look at it, and people are like, 
fuck's this old guy doing here? I showed up at skate park the other day with khakis on, and I burned a hole in them. <laughs> you look like Will, F- Will Ferrell showing up at a skate park. <laughs> Split the ass out of your pants. <laughs> you got a fucking large shirt on. Fuck you guys. <laughs> I, I'm done. <laughs> Belly hanging out. Uh, he's like, I used to do this. Hey, kid, watch this. Yeah, hey, five uh, bucks he eats shit first time down that ramp. Yep, yep, pay up, pay up. I just want to come double watch you and nothing, drink. I want to come watch nothing. you and drink beers. Come Fridays at six thirty. Not, not this week and not next week because oh, yeah. they're both holidays. But after that, Fridays at six o'clock or six thirty. Make sure you skip the end of January so you can do uh, Italian night. I will. We hadn't skated. In Ernie's been out of town, so we hadn't skated in a couple weeks, and it was the like the only one in the couple weeks span. That's the only reason I skipped fly tying night. <laughs> that and I could do it with busy. my son. He doesn't give a shit about fly tying at the moment. <laughs> no. So, but is there anything that we want to touch on before uh, before the end of the year, guys? I don't think so. You know, it's tying season. I've been tying a lot. I mean, like I said, it, get out when you can. If, if it's if the weather's going to be above fucking freezing, I know tomorrow morning it's going to be cold and shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. have what? some evening have some evening fishing. Probably be the times to get out now. You know, if you can. Fuck yeah, steelhead a, season, oh, bro. Winter. Get your ass out there and catch some steelheads before your PA license runs out and you get you need a new one here shortly. So. Yeah. And uh, what what do you want to donate toward the the musky effect, right? The what is that? Effect. What what's that special? Didn't you add that voluntary license when you buy mm-hmm. in the PA? They still do that? Yeah, they still do that. Yep. Yeah, there's a di- what that bass trout. Just the voluntary permit. Mm-hmm. There's a few of them that do that for you. Put your money in. Yep. Yeah, I suppose if we're in the end of that, it's the end of the year, and a lot of you guys listening are all customers of mine. Thank you. I mean, this year's been nuts. Unreal. I mean, I'm going to end up doing... Well over 11, probably pushing 1,200 musky flies this year. So it's been unreal, unreal, and just keep at it. We got a lot more coming next year. We got a lot of crap in the pipeline, so it's trying to catch up and keeping caught up. I mean, there's a lot, you know, a lot of people still waiting for stuff. It's coming. And if you're a, a customer of Marks, you're definitely a listener of our podcast. And I want to thank you guys for donating two and a half hours every week. Because uh, we wouldn't do this if it wasn't for you guys. So thank you so much. And uh, 2022 is going to be another big year for us. And uh, SVS fucking rocks, man. In the words of Dustin Hines. (laughs) Hash brown. Yes, hash brown SVS fucking rocks. Hash brown. Hell yeah. It's been a fun year. Like next year more fun. Um, Hey, on that note, tonight's show is brought to you by Predator Fly Gear. Check them out at PredatorFlyGear.com. Hey, we missed him earlier. We hit him now. Michael. Check out Michael Down Earth uh, Wealth Management. Sims Fishing. Simsfishing.com. Eric's Hooks. Tonight's show has been recorded live from the Urban Fly Company studios. Check Mark out at urbanflycompany.com. If you're looking to book a guide, check Mark out at urbanflycompany.com. Yeti. Built for the wild. Queen City Guiding. Buddy Ryan. QueenCityGuiding.com. Don't call, hey. the, don't call the bank. Call Frank. And one more time, I want to thank our guest tonight. Aaron Laterra. Aaron Laterra from uh, American Tide Flies. Check him out at AmericanTideFlies.com and check out Pogo Pike at PogoPike.com. And 
thanks to all the guests this year too. I mean, everybody takes the time out on a Sunday to come talk to us. You know, we appreciate it, and all you listeners, I'm sure you do too. And thank you guys. Absolutely, thank, thank you guys. Grand closing, goddamn your manhole, crack the can open again. Who you gonna find open a head with no pen? Just draw inspiration. Who you gonna see you can't replace him with cheap imitations for this generation? Hardcore.